What's up, Videolanders? I'm Brad, and with me tonight are the Marathon Men, Kyle and Nathan. What is special about tonight? We've been drinking. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have. We, we, yeah. <laughs> so, like, we... Uh, we're yeah, doing yeah, I'm going to open one. Yeah, crack one open, Brad. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. That would be a Budweiser. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what? the weirdest way it's, anyone has ever said Budweiser. <laughs> Budweiser. 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 I also have a, a light, a Miller Light, a Bud Light, and a Coors Light. Yeah, you're sure. just a smorgasbord. We're little smashing that <laughs> shit. But before so that, I had some Jameson as well. We had some Jamo. <laughs> yeah, shots of Jamo. Um, yeah, no, so we are drinking because baseball is because happening. Baseball. Because baseball. <laughs> because baseball makes us We're drink. having a baseball marathon, and uh, we thought, what's more American than... Uh, Beer and apple pie, yeah. and type two diabetes and baseball. <laughs> that is true. So what I what, take it away, Brad. <laughs> so welcome to the Marathon Golden Idols. With our marathons, we choose five to six movies from the same genre or director. See, I'm already buzzing to view and compare. The various category winners are given golden idols, and the movie with the most golden idols wins. This exercise has helped us understand filmmaking and change the way we watch movies. We use the marathon to examine and discuss films we've needed to see or haven't seen in a while. Baseball season recently started. We figured we would salute our national pastime by drinking some cold beers, eating some ballpark franks, some apple pie, some hot apple pie, and then talk about baseball movies. Kyle has assembled a starting lineup from different genres, (laughs) but they're all connected by different styles of comedy. So we left off movies like Field of Dreams, Moneyball, The Natural, 42. Great movies. So Kyle, what baseball films made the cut, and how do they stack up against each other? Well, you let me assemble this thing, and I wanted to do baseball movies because I love baseball, I'm a big Cubs fan, and comedy is my favorite genre, so we kind of all threw this together. Why did we let you come up with it? What's today? <laughs> because it is my fucking birthday. It's your birthday! Happy birthday! Sorry, don't know that shit. Okay. We'll get sued by Patty and Mildred Hill. Um, How do but, you know their fucking names? It's a thing. Oh, go ahead. Alright. <laughs> um, but I put together five movies in the comedy genre. Don't fucking tell me they're not comedies because they are comedies. Ooh. You can go to IMDb, type them in. The first fucking category tag is comedy on every single one. One so of these movies. Wayne. Yeah. Yeah, so fuck you, Wayne and Brad and April and just and Wayne again. <laughs> I don't think Wayne even said anything. About it. No, probably well, not. Who was it? Fuck Ryan. 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 Fuck Wayne anyways. Yeah. Um we got five movies here. Um our first up is A League of Their Own, 1992. Got a 77% on Rotten Tomatoes and a 7.2 in IMDB. It stars Gina Davis, Lori Petty, and Tom Hanks. Next up is Bad News Bears, not the Billy Bob Thornton one. You guys did no. not watch that one, correct? Shit. Okay. Fuck. This really throws Shit things in off. Shit in my head. Hooters kind of kills it. Um, Bad News Bears 1976 version. It's got a 96 on Rotten Tomatoes, 7.3 on IMDb. Stars Walter Matthau, Tatum O'Neill, and Jackie Earl Haley in one of his first roles. Uh, our next film is Bull Durham, 1988. Got a 97% on Rotten Tomatoes. Actually, the highest rated baseball movie in all of Rotten Tomatoes. Shouldn't be. <coughs> oh, whoa. 7.1 on IMDb. Uh, Kevin Costner, Tim Robbins, and Susan Sarandon star in that. Next up is Major League, 1989. 83% on Rotten Tomatoes, 7.2 on IMDb. Stars Tom Berenger, Charlie Sheen, and Wesley Snipes. 
And we round it up with a lowly rated one here. And that's the sequel this. to Platoon. Yes, right? yes, absolutely. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Yeah, when Wesley Snipes was in Platoon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, our last one up is uh, a cult classic favorite. That's why we put this one in here. It's not very highly regarded on Rotten Tomatoes, but we thought it deserved to be in here. Fuck em. Um The Sandlot. And that's 1993. It got a 58 yeah, it's pretty on Rotten Tomatoes, which we think is, is a little low, but we're going to get it. first into time it. I watched it. I thought The Sandlot was a porno for <laughs> 10 years. <laughs> well, yeah, right on. Oh. Um, this is actually our highest rated on IMDb, though, at 7.8. Uh, Tars Tom Geary, Mike Vitter, and James Earl Jones. We know and that James name. Jay! We know one name in that. That's great. But those are our five movies. Right on. Right. Right. So, without further ado, let's play ball! <laughs> Alright, guys. Let's start with best film location. And the best film location goes to Kyle. For me... Um, man, it was hard to not pick Wrigley Field on A Dude. League of Their Own, because yeah. Wrigley Field is fucking great. Love that place. But I actually went with the Sandlot, from the Sandlot. I gotcha. Um, and it's because all of these are baseball movies. They all take place, you know, around baseball fields. But this one is kind of unique, where, it, like, it feels like it's their place. Like, no one else can go in there. No one yeah. else can, can show up and just play a game there. It's these nine kids playing their game, and it's... You know, there's a fucking, like, old car in the back and mm. this shitty fence that a dog lives behind. And, like, their whole summer, their whole life takes place on those four bags. Right. And I really, I love, I, a lot of shit happens there. Even the treehouse where they spend a lot of time is just right behind yeah. the fucking sand yeah. lot. So. That was, I, honestly, that was my pick for the longest time. That Wrigley Field was, all, Harvey Field or whatever, was also my pick for the longest time. I ended up going, I settled on, uh... The ma- in major league, just the locker room, like oh. because just you spent you spend a lot of time there. With no hot water. It, there's, <laughs> yeah, it's it's all fucked up. It's just like there's no hot water. There's one of there's you know you got this pretty boy locker or whatever. He doesn't want to get his shit dirty. There's a voodoo priest fucking like it's it, it perfectly like encapsulates their whole team all in this one little area and how just how dysfunctional it is and how fucking just ridiculous it is and I I loved it. Nice. Yeah. Good call. Um, I agree with everything Kyle just said. Um, my best location was Sandlot, the Sandlot. Um, I, I can relate to this location. I grew up on the on, on basketball courts. Um, yeah. If I would have had a Sandlot as a kid, I probably would have been a baseball fan. Mm-hmm. I'm not a big baseball fan, but I can relate to these kids. So that was really cool. Um, and you kind of hit on everything where it's like you have the, the kind of the green fence in the background. You mm-hmm. have the, the, the old junk car. Uh, it just looked like some place that would spur the imagination of a kid, yeah. and it, it just set the the tone. Great escapism. It even has some rusty signs, kind of like um, around the fences. Did you see those? Just right. really neat. So, um, and then that looming um, that that fence, the home run fence. Beyond that is a fucking beast, right, you know, right, for these right. kids. Which, if you can remember back to when you're that age. That probably scare the shit out oh, of you. Absolutely. You, know? you would create yeah. stories for days about that. So that's why yeah, the movie works. When and there's works. that one scene I just wanted to hit on um, that uh, at nighttime on Fourth of July, where you're, they're Fucking out there, great. where they're out there Fourth of July, and uh, they're just you're just with your friends. Not a care on the in the world. You're not world. You're not worried about anything. You're just with your friends, and everyone can relate to that. I don't I don't know if it's on a baseball field, but you right. you can you can understand that. Um, a runner up for me is something very simple, but had a lot of impact. Would be um, the cul-de-sac in Sandlot. Um, it was kind of cool on the 4th of yeah. July. I, I wanted to be a part of that neighborhood. Yeah. You know, it's like everyone just got together and they had tables out and it's this, that community just having a great 4th of July time. Right. You know, something I would like to aspire to do um, as a homeowner around here. Sure. But I don't have a fucking cul-de-sac, but I do have a cold <laughs> beer. So, 
<laughs> you do have a cold beer. So take us out to best character. Best character. Um, there's a lot of characters in this. I mean, For a baseball sure. team takes nine people to fill, so <laughs> you've got a lot of characters that are all getting some screen time. Um, man, I, I landed on Dottie Henson, A League of Their Own. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah? Queen oh, Diamonds. Yeah? <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> Queen, Queen of Diamonds. Diamonds. Um, because she's really this, like, reluctant character. Like, she's hands down the best player in the league, let alone her team, um, but doesn't even really want to be fucking playing. Like, she's just there for her kid's sister, like, kind of kind of in a heroic way. And uh, she understands why she's there. She's the first one to kind of understand why she's there. Like, she does the splits and makes that catch. Right. Like. It was an easy fucking catch for her to make, but she put on a show to bring people in sure. and take people's minds off World War fucking two that's going on at the time. Um, I also really love that when she steps up and she's basically the coach for the first half of this movie because mm-hmm. Tom Hanks yeah. is uh, Jimmy Duggan is just a piece of shit drunk who like <laughs> falls asleep during games and stuff, and she's like, "All right, we got to fucking have somebody be a leader here." Right. And I love the way that she steps up, um, and then her big like redeeming moment i guess towards the end where she like throw kind of throws the game yeah. so her uh-huh. sister can win and that right there i was hoping we would get on that at some point because did you she did throw the game didn't she i believe she did because they leave it's, that open ended debate yeah I mean, and that, that's a great family sentiment mm-hmm. but as a team these ladies worked their fucking ass off to get to the end and just to throw the game i thought was a fucking asshole move yeah. <laughs> i did man right. what about the rest of the baseball team best yeah. villain Best villain, <laughs> fucking Gina Davis, you dirty bitch. <laughs> what was yours? Uh, my best character, I think, was um, Crash Davis from Bull Durham. Okay. I really like Crash Davis, man. I mean, there's a lot of characters in this who come in and they're like the sobering kind of mentor. You've got like all these characters, these young asshole fucking know-nothing characters. That get, and I think Crash Davis is the most interesting one. He's the, he's the guy I love, first of all. I love the idea of this character. He, he clearly loves baseball more than baseball loves him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and I, I think he's a shitty relationship. It's in. a shitty relationship that he's in with it, and he he romanticizes the big leagues, and he like really feels something for it. And at the end, he knows that like fucking Nuke Lelouch is a fucking dickhead who doesn't know the first <laughs> fucking thing about this shit. Mm-hmm. But he's he's worth his arms worth a million dollars. You know what I mean? And my shit's worth you know whatever seven cents a pound or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And it's he resents it. But he still he still does it. He still he, he knows that's him. his job. Like yeah. his job is to make this kid better than what he is. And it's shitty because as soon as, as soon as Nuke leaves, like they cut him. That was that's yeah. what you that's what you were here for. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like he doesn't. I mean he's shitty about it, but it's he, he understands. Like that's what that's what he was there for. And um, I love their relationship too. I'm sure we'll get into that a little bit later. But like. Yeah, he doesn't. He's, he's on the bus and he's talking. Just like he was. Mm. I was in the show for like right. twelve days or whatever, and like everyone is just so just fucking like, him, yeah. oh my god, this is amazing. Like you yeah. rode the bench for twelve fucking days. And my brains and yeah, uh, yeah. No, it's good. I I love that he doesn't take any fucking shit from Nuke like ever. Like when when Nuke's like, I'm not gonna throw. I'm not gonna throw this fucking pitch. He just tells the fucking guy what he's gonna throw, and he's like, mm-hmm. all right. Well, you're gonna you're gonna fucking throw what I want you to throw, or I'm gonna fuck you. So, yeah, oh, just I missed, over, I missed over, that part <laughs> over and over. Again. Like, I'm just gonna fuck you over and over again until you. It wouldn't surprise me No, I I just I thought Craft Davis was great, man. Yeah. I think he's great. Right on. Um, my best character. It was a it was a, a choice between Jimmy and Buttermaker. Okay, because yeah. they have a lot of the same qualities. I mean. You have Jimmy, who is a former slugger, and Buttermaker is a former pitcher. Mm-hmm. All right, and both of them have alcohol problems. Both of them treat one treats the the women's league as a joke, mm-hmm. and then Buttermaker treats the little league as a, as a joke at right. first. You know, and what made 
Buttermaker, my favorite character. <laughs> Buttermaker. And it's really interesting, though. <laughs> Buttermaker, the reason for this is, one, I love Walter Matthau, but yeah. um, what made it my favorite character is the beats, okay? Because Jimmy was awesome. I love Jimmy's um, energy and how he could be mad, but he could hit the comedic beats. But what was interesting about Buttermaker was the details, which is one of the highlights of this uh, this marathon for me is that he's a this ex-baseball player, but then on the screenplay, he's an ex, he's, a, he's a pool cleaner now. You know, mm-hmm. it's a great job to give this this guy who was in the major leagues, right? Mm-hmm. And then to have someone that, um, he, he has this yellow Cadillac. But my favorite character beat from this was his alcoholism. Yeah. But what was interesting about it was every scene of this movie... It's a, if I was to sit down and write a screenplay, I would take this with me because you have to give, you have to make your character stand differently, stand apart from everyone else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jimmy was an alcoholic, but he just said that. Man, you see, you you see, uh, Buttermaker, he has a fucking what? A Coors Light, a Miller High Life, um, Pabst Blue Ribbon, Budweiser in every scene. There's even one scene yeah, that the he, smorgasbord you have in front of you now. Yeah, that, that's yeah, that's an honor. You know, you ever heard of a don't Bogart it? Don't don't Matthew it. <laughs> don't Matthew it. Don't Matthew it. But I'm like, uh, there's even one scene where he's drinking in a cup and he's pouring like. Some kind of hard alcohol, and I don't even know what's in there. That is so important to character building. The Cadillac, the fucking beers, the pool cleaning. Like he's I, just I, drinking whatever's available. Whatever's available. And I, I love that about this character. I was like, that is awesome. So, yeah, I went with Buttermaker uh, for best character. My favorite, like, moment as as Matt, Matt Thau as Buttermaker is when he's, like, lying to the kid about Hank Aaron having, like, <laughs> yeah. like 60 errors in a yeah. game or some right. shit. And he's like, oh, and then Hank Aaron went yeah. on to be, you know, good shit. I even love how he dressed, though. He's dressed kind of like, like the shittiest uh-huh. tie and shirt <laughs> right. that don't even match. It's like, no. he does not care. No. But I think he's comfortable with it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And yeah. even, like, towards the end of the movie, you still, like, feel like he doesn't really care that much. Yeah, he doesn't. <laughs> yeah. No, he really I don't think anybody does. cares in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so take us to best screen duo. Speaking of Buttermaker, I went with Buttermaker and Amanda. Okay. Um, I really feel like these two had the best on-screen chemistry between anybody in these movies. Um, and usually, you know, in sports, pitchers and catchers are hands down the most important duo in any sport. Doesn't matter what what you think. Mm. Pitcher and a catcher, they have to be on the same page. And we see that in all these movies. They have sure. prominent pitcher catcher relationships. It's even inspired porn. <laughs> sure. Sure. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> The kind you watch, yes. Um, but the Bad News Bears, like, the main relationship is between Buttermaker and Amanda. Um, Amanda is this, like, girl, like, his, not even his stepdaughter, really. Like, just, right. she was the daughter of a woman that he was fucking for a while. <laughs> and, like, but they, they formed a relationship yeah. and a bond. Nothing and, like, you, right. you get that. You can feel, sure. like, even though he was in her life for a short time, like, he still made an impact. And he knew she had an arm and he taught her how to pitch a curveball mm-hmm. and, like, but now she's starting to become a woman. She's doing that struggle between, like, do I start turning into a woman or I go back to being a tomboy? And, like, I like pitching, but I also like ballet. Um, and, and the only times we really see, like, Buttermaker show anything other than just, like, lethargic melancholy is when he's talking to Amanda. But some of it is pretty greedy, just trying to get her to join and, our and team. It, and it's a good balance, too, because he didn't try to fuck her like the professional. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. If you follow sure. us for any amount yeah. of time, you'll get that reference. It's, it's, it's great that she's the adult in the relationship between those two. Yeah, right. really. All right, uh, so best screen duo? I, I went with um, with Crash and Nuke from Bull Durham. Okay. I, I kind of expanded on a little bit in the last category, but I, right. I love that... Um, I just I just love their relationship. I, I, I feel like they really 
Nuke really does learn from Crash, and it takes a while. It takes a long time for him to, you know, uh, you know, he has to he has to follow what Crash is gonna say because Crash is is gonna fuck him over. He doesn't mm-hmm. give a shit. Um, you know, if that he's it means he's gonna embarrass him. He's going to um, tell the tell the bat the batsman like what he's gonna pitch. Like he, he's going to fucking ruin it for you. You just have to listen to him. And I, I love that he never he never gives up on that. And um, their relationship is great. I love that Crash resents the shit out of Nuke. Yeah. I love that Nuke doesn't give a fuck about Crash. Like for most of the film until the very end, and then it, I think he's, you know. But even even in the end, like when you see uh, Nuke on the field and he's giving the interview, he's he's like verbatim repeating what Crash had told him to say. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, they have a great relationship, man. They were the best in, in my yeah, opinion. The first time they meet is fantastic. Yeah, they yeah. meet at the bar. And he, like I, Nuke wants to just kick his ass, and he's like, "Let's go outside. Like hit me with a yeah. fucking baseball. Like yeah. stand, you're, you're standing you're five feet away from me. Yeah. Like fucking hit fucking me with a baseball, baseball, you piece of shit. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. that was a good scene. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, FYI, FYI, real quick, there's a, this wasn't a, a, a good duo because they went over on screen together, but I just, for any nerds out there, we have Karen Allen and James Earl Jones in Sandlot. Yeah. That's kind of cool. That's uh, Marion Ravenwood from Indiana Jones right. and fucking Darth Vader from Star Wars. Yeah. That's kind of that's kind of cool for all you geeks out and there. Dennis Leary the, from The Ref. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I tell you what, a lot, of, a lot of these duos didn't really do too much for me. Um, I want to give a shout out to one that, that almost got it, and it's All the Way May and Doris. I oh, really, yeah, I, what's yeah, really cool yeah. is I really feel like they have a friendship here, and I come to find out that they've still remained friends ever since oh, really? this oh, yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah, so that's, that's, life, yeah. yeah, that's really cool. But um, for my money, man, a, 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 a combo or a duo, um, a lot of a lot of screen time or limited screen time, it, it has to mean something make you make you laugh in this case, right? Sure. And mine was Pedro and Jobu. <laughs> <laughs> That cracked me up. Like major, you, <laughs> major league didn't hold up for me as much, but man, I forgot about Pedro and Jobu. And here, if you follow us, we have the Golden Idol. Yeah. Okay, so Jobu meant a lot to me. Actually, it kind of maybe, maybe possibly inspired a Jobu award <laughs> later on down the line. But it was really cool. Like Pedro, he believes in voodoo. He prays this the statue, this deity of Jobu. And he wants him to heal the, these bats because they're afraid of curveballs, you know? Right, yeah. But what cracks me up is, like, he has he, he, he gives it rum and cigars. Yeah. And he has this relationship with Jobu, right? But, man, I was laughing so hard when he gets to the plate. And he goes, his quote is, fuck you, Jobu. I'll do it myself. <laughs> and, you know, he loses all faith in yeah. Jobu. Yeah. And he just does it himself. And every time they were on screen together, whether in the locker room or talking about this deity mm. on the on the field, I was like, that's money, man. That is good stuff. <laughs> that so. statue is so fucking, like... Just creepy. Dude, looking. they make those statues like, yeah. now. Oh, they, yeah, sure the they company do. makes these statues now, so I need to pick up one for the man cave. Jobu was awesome. Bring it rum before every podcast. <laughs> Don't let me stumble over the beginning. <laughs> awesome. That's awesome. I love it. All right, so let's uh, go to best villain antagonist. I'm curious where you guys went with this. Man, this this one was a tough one because like you could have went with misogyny in a league of their own. Yeah. Um, uh, but uh, or age in Bull Durham. Um, but I went with with Coach Turner and Bad News Bears. I mean, he beats his child in the middle of a game mm-hmm. um, because he makes a bad play and just. Oh, walks did you say out. Uh, Bad News Bears? Bad News yeah. Bears. You said Bull Durham Ninja. No, I said okay. I was just throwing out examples. Oh, I'm sorry. sorry. Bad News Bears. Um, that yeah, was that was fucked up. That was. He walks out and just beats the shit out of his son in front of everyone, and then it's like. That really uncomfortableness of it, and then like yeah. the next play, the kid gets the ball and has an easy out, and he just stands there, yeah. and the dad's still pissed at him. Like, oh, how have you not fucking like understood? Like, you're a piece of shit human being. Right. Like, 
Yeah, I, I, I had to go with that just because, like, beating a kid like that's fucked up. <laughs> uh, speaking of piece of shit human beings, my best villain was Morris Buttermaker from fucking Batman's <laughs> Batman. <laughs> he's yeah. not a fucking... He's not a good... First of all, he's yeah. not a nice he doesn't... Especially, man. He doesn't... Okay, he doesn't train... Like, every other team in these in this fucking marathon, they, they start off and they're shitty, and then in the end they're great. Like... They're not fucking every. Those kids suck. They only get he good because they add two good he players. Did, yeah, he team. didn't do anything. He added two fucking ringers. <laughs> okay, he didn't train those fucking kids. They went from like. To not be fair, a, he trained Amanda years ago. <laughs> when he was so. He assumed that he did that. No, he doesn't fucking train these kids. They're shits. He brought in two fucking ringers. Mm. And then at the end, he's teaching them. He's lying to them about fucking baseball. And at the end, he's like. He's just giving them beer. Like, they're 11. Pour it on their and fucking heads. He pour them on their heads and giving them beer and, like, encouraging them to be, like, to tell the other team to fuck off. I like, know. Give them jock straps. That's nice, yeah. right? I'm glad you brought that up because, like, this is in, um, considered the movie that kind of catapulted children's sports movies. <laughs> sure. like, yeah. What the fuck are you talking about? Right. He sends Amanda in to, like... To fucking like gamble with Kelly, yeah, and, he, and she ends up like having to fuck him or whatever, like, yeah. <laughs> like at a Led Zeppelin concert yeah. or some shit. And you need to talk about the the, the, <laughs> the racial slurs from these kids. Spicks, niggers, Jews. I know. Now fucking girls. I know. <laughs> it was it was completely like I was like I'm not offended by it. I mean right. I'm a big fucking fan of South Park, right? But I wouldn't let uh, uh, like your your kids are young. Would you let yeah. any of them watch that? No. Fuck no, no. man. <laughs> Catapulted kids movie, children's sports movies, my fucking ass. Yeah. Man. Alright, so my uh, villain was gonna be uh will be Rachel Phelps. Okay. Okay, so I dig it. Yeah, so she inherited Cleveland Indian. She replaces the existing existing players with cartoon characters <laughs> just so they will lose and that she can relocate that there will be a clause in the uh, in the contract. Okay, where she can move to Miami. Okay, Who but doesn't that, want to live in Miami. And, that, and, that's, and that's okay. That's that's okay. <laughs> but to destroy all the fans like that. Okay, and and your your whole vision is for your fucking team to look like dog shit, right? Yeah. And then on top of that, she's just a bitch. Yeah. She comes in, slaps their asses, looks at their dicks in a locker room, right. and she's just a major ass. So just she got my best antagonist. Um, villain for just kind of exploiting the, the, the Cleveland Indians. Yeah, she so, like, uh, even takes shit away from them. Like, when they start yeah. to win, she's like, well, they don't deserve a good plane. plane. We're gonna give them a shitty plane. Fucking We're gonna take all their hot water yeah. away. Oh, the plane is still too much? We're gonna give them a fucking dirty old bus to drive <laughs> yeah. everywhere in? Yeah, great stuff. From yeah. Her. Well, so apparently, in the films. original script, in the original screenplay, she was a hero. She was like, the whole, the whole thing was like, she was trying to inspire them, kind of. Like, by like by shit. taking away all their shit and being a bitch or whatever, she yeah. was trying to like, it, like you know, to bring out the best in them or whatever. And then people didn't like it, no. so they're like, not to make her a fucking bitch. Yeah. All right, hang on, I got another beer. <laughs> oh yeah, there yeah. it is. I love that line. Like she passes out the roster, and they're like, man, half these guys are past their prime, and they're like, one guy's like, this guy's dead. This guy's like, dead. <laughs> Cross him off the list then. <laughs> like, <laughs> so what? What is this one? Coors Light. Coors Light. You got, got the Rockies. Coors Light now. All right, Coors Light. All right. Tastes like Budweiser. Buzzweiser. <laughs> Buzzweiser. You're not even saying it right. Now. I am saying it right. You're saying it weird and wrong. Classic. All right, so after best villain, we do best hero. hero. Or protagonist. Or protagonist, correct. Um, mine goes to Benny the Jet Rodriguez. Dude. Um, again, I reiterate this all the time. I love when a hero is forced into a situation that he doesn't want to be yeah. in. And the pickle, as they call it, is that situation for Benny where he's got to get this ball signed by Babe Ruth back to Smalls. Like... 
That ball means nothing to Benny. It, yeah. There's no consequences for him if they don't get this ball back. Mm, but nice. fucking legends like live forever. Right. You know? And and, and good. even outside of that, like, Smalls is like this kid picked on all the fucking time. No one in this town likes him. He's new. But Benny's just like, hey, come fucking play ball with us. Like, right. and he gives he him a hat. And he gives him a, he yeah. gives him a mitt. It like, it's like, yes. Like, just a fucking nice dude. He's a like, nice an fucking actual guy, fucking man. hero. Right. And a hell of a baseball player, too. No, that's a good. That's yeah. that's two inspired picks. I'll give you there, man. I like yeah. hearing inspired picks. Um, the best villain, you know, yeah. as the as the, uh, the opposing team, the the coach. Mm-hmm. That was good too. That's, I like that. That's good. The, <clears throat> mine's exactly the same. Uh, Benjamin Franklin Rodriguez. He for the I don't for care the for that one too. <laughs> <laughs> You're just stupid. You're <laughs> the jet, Benny the jet. <laughs> no, yeah, he. You know where he laces up those fucking PF flyers yeah. or whatever, and goes o- goes over the the fence, and like. That's some fucking heroic shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, he doesn't know that the dog's not a bitch. Yeah. As far as he knows, that dog killed motherfuckers. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like Forever. That, forever. <laughs> that, like, they believe that shit. So he, you know, yeah. And then, well, first of all, then it chases him all the way through the fucking town. And yeah, he's, you know, hauling ass. Which is the longest dog chase on yeah. fucking film. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck was this? They're going through yeah. theaters and picnics and I think that was, that was like, what, an hour of the movie? Just the dog chase? <laughs> Like it's filmed in real time. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, Benny the Jet for me, for absolutely for the same reasons. You hit everything. All right, well, same book, different page. Ooh. Okay. Um, as a kid, I was always scared of the ass whooping. Okay, <laughs> and so I have to give it to Mr. Myrtle, man. Oh, Mr. Myrtle, you know he's fucking. I thought you were going to say Smalls, and I was like, no, nah, he's not a fucking hero. Played Brad. by James Earl Jones, he was an ex baseball player. Gets hit in the fucking head, loses his eyesight. He brings these kids in, man, and if you've watched Sandlot, they have this baseball signed by Babe Ruth that they play with, man. It's like someone taking my army, the darkness of, uh, you know, fucking Bruce Campbell figure and fucking playing in a goddamn sand with it, you know? Actually, it's probably less than that because this is Babe goddamn Ruth. (laughs) Yeah. But Mr. Myrtle comes in, he's like, okay, this this ball that's been hit and it's all fucking junk, dogs chewed on it. I am going to give you, okay, a ball that's signed by Babe Ruth, but all of the New York fucking Yankees, man. All of them, okay? And he saved this kid from an ass whooping. He gives that ball to Dennis Leary, his dad, and that makes everything better. He's a huge Yankees fan in the movie, and that makes it even more sweeter, Mm -hmm. you know? So I was like, man, I wish I had someone like Mr. Myrtle to hook me up when I was fucking like 12 years old, you know? So I had to give my best hero to Mr. Myrtle from Sandlot. Shout out to fucking Squints. For yeah. uh, for that shitty pull to the fucking at the pool, yeah. that's, your that's, hero. that's some fucking no, legendary I, I thought about that. shit. That's a hero to those kids, you know. Yeah, right. that is no, a legend. Exactly. That is a legend. Fucking a legend. So yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. And then um, you almost fucking died. But I do like, have to yeah. comment on the Mr. Myrtle thing because at the end of the movie, Smalls is grown up mm-hmm. and he has that shitty ball. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. He it's has sitting this, in the thing. Yeah. So did he fucking rob Mr. Myrtle when he no, was? No, I'm sure Mr. Myrtle when Mr. Myrtle died. To him. Why? Because he's a nice fucking. I guy. bet you he fucking stole that shit. He climbed he the sit- fence. Myrtle died. and He fucking took that ball. <laughs> wow, you're an asshole. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> you think he, he? I wonder if he inherited. Of course, it. he fucking gave it to him. Of course, he gave it to him. Gave it to him. You know. just called him your hero, and now he's like, yeah, you called him your oh, hero. He's a hero because he's a nice man, but he's not giving that kid another fucking he's ball. Not kid, he's well, not he probably didn't think about it. He's like, he gave him. Ball. No, I think he can still be a hero, and not give a fucking the ball back. It's like, <laughs> hey, it's a life lesson kind of thing, you know? Right. You know, it's something you don't think about. Like, if the kid wants the shitty fucking ball that's torn up. No, I think that uh, I don't know. I think he fucking ripped it off. I think uh, maybe there's a part. There's a part two. How did you know? I mean, he's blind. Yeah, he would. You just fucking go in. Oh, hey. 
Yeah, it's like, it's like the sequel. To, it's like Don't Breathe. Right, right. <laughs> they sneak in next to a baseball and fucking James Earl Jones is like raping people with yeah, fucking basters. Cum basters. <laughs> Cum basters. But that's another movie. That's, that's, that's an Adventures in Videoland screenplay. So let's go to um, Best Laugh. So this right. is usually... This is usually Best Kill. Uh, we went back and forth on what we There's only doing. like one off-screen death in any of these movies. So, <laughs> so that went by. So that we were like, we can't just automatically give it that. So we, we tossed around a couple ideas, like Best Player, Best Play. Oh, yeah. We ended on Best Laugh. Because it's comedy. It's comedy, at, at its heart. Sure. So we, we wanted to do Best Laugh. And there laugh. were some funny laughs in this. There's definitely. Sure. I, I laughed at least once during all these laughed, Like a good, solid I laugh. I laughed a total of, of three times. <laughs> <laughs> And they were doing weird shit for you, too, I bet. Um, but my... I don't have a specific laugh. Like, I found it really I hard bet. to bring it to a specific laugh. Yeah, I bet. So, I basically just went with all of Bob Euchre. Oh, yeah, yeah Bob Euchre in Major League is fantastic as Harry yeah. Doyle. Um, I, I even got a clip here. This is my favorite line of his, and it's very synonymous with baseball now and this movie. On into the windup in his first offering... And it's so great because like Vaughn throws that like shitty fucking pitch right, way right. outside, and he's just like just, oh, a, just bit outside. a bit outside. But he's got, and then he continues on with that. It's ball four, ball eight, low, and he walks the bases loaded on twelve straight pitches. How are these guys laying off pitches that close? <laughs> or you got. Just a reminder, fans, coming up is our die-hard night here at the stadium. Free admission to anyone who is actually alive the last time the Indians won the pennant. Haywood coming to the plate. He was leading the league in every offensive category, including nose hair. When the guy sneezes, he looks like a party favor. <laughs> he leads the league in, in hit batters. The guy threw his own kid at the father's son game. <laughs> like, like every fucking line like, yeah. was so perfect. And uh, it, it was great. The director, David S. Ward... Just saw him in a Miller Lite commercial and was like, man, that guy's got a great voice. He would be good for this cool. baseball movie. Yeah, yeah. Not knowing that Bob Euchre was a prominent player for the Milwaukee Braves right. for years and was actually a radio announcer for baseball for the, the Brewers. That's right. cool. So, uh, and he just like, he ties everything together. Yeah. Like, he ad-libbed a bunch of shit for this movie. Like, he's he's the voice that you, you oh, just hear sure. when you're thinking. Yeah. Like, he's probably the most synonymous, like, voice when you think sports movies. Yeah, right. that's a good pick. Right. Uh, I I also I mean I I think it was major league it was that the just a bit outside like <laughs> it's, yeah it's that first. Same, same thing yeah the exact yeah the exact same thing yeah I, I died he's so earnest with it yeah. <laughs> just, like, that's what oh just a just a bit outside I love where he's like oh and hear the roar of the crowd he's got the mic out the window yeah. and, like no one's making noises and he's just looking all around like that's awesome uh, I love Bob yeah no it's the exact same moment that okay. he, that he clipped. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Um, I will be bringing him up later. Okay, yeah. but for my best laugh, it was really. There's a couple scenes. Fuck you, Joe. It was hilarious. <laughs> I cracked up on that, and I cra- my my first laugh was in a league of their own when he when he when Tom Hanks goes. Does anybody ever tell you your hat makes you look like a penis or whatever he says? <laughs> I, I, la- I was like, that is good because he was so mad when he said it. It was uh-huh. just something that you would say when you're pissed, right? You know, something that like is. Kind of doesn't make sense whatsoever, yeah, right. but you're like, I'm just saying. So my my best laugh, I had to give it to when Eddie Harris walks out of the bathroom from taking a piss, and he stops by the locker where Joe Boo is, right? <laughs> the Joe Boo statue, and he, look, he looks at it, he drinks the shot of rum, yeah. and he goes, up your butt, Joe Boo. <laughs> 
what's so funny about Damn that is that. like you just brought up Ernest, right? Uh-huh. He was completely earnest with this. Like if it was a, it wouldn't be as funny if he was like, fuck you, Joe Boo. Or, you know, fuck you in the air. It's like, up your butt, Joe Boo. <laughs> it's like the way that he delivered that was like the most... I don't know. It's like he. I think he really meant that shit. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm gonna take my shot. Like, up your butt, Joe Boo. Up your butt. <laughs> and he just walks away. He's even zipping up his pants when he's walking out. He's zipping up his pants, walking out the bathroom, and he just stops. He's like, shot up your butt, dude. <laughs> and he just fucking leaves. I just. I thought that was so funny, man. His delivery yeah. it was great. So it's a fun right. character too, like the overly religious guy who's like reading Hustler on the plane right. and like. <laughs> Stealing shit and cheating to stay alive in the game. Like, yeah, I fucking love Eddie. All right, what the fuck? Give me, like, one or two runner-ups, and then we'll go around if you have any. Okay, um, okay a couple... couple. What's the, what's the what the... WTF. It's the what WTF. the fuck. WTF. What the fuck is just weird shit. Um, I'm trying... I, I know, like, we usually expand it just anything about the movie, but I'm trying to keep it things that are just in the movie okay. itself, like, that yeah. you actually can see. Not, like, weird trivia, but um, uh, a few weird things. Sandlot, like... Sexual harassment led to love. <laughs> like, he d- pretended to drown and then just mouth-fucked <laughs> Wendy Peppercorn. Now they're married. That's true. Um, Jake is the good guy in Major League, even though <laughs> he fucked his ex-girlfriend yeah. who was getting married to someone else. Yeah. But he's our hero for some reason. Yeah, that's, that's two, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so let's go to you real quick. I did, so my this isn't what I picked. But my, one of my biggest runner-ups was... Was even just Kyle fucking convincing me that Wendy Peppercorn married Robert Rodriguez? I was wrong. I was like, really what wrong. the fuck was that? That was a what the fuck to me when you said. <laughs> I was like, he, goes, he married you? He, he married. I'm like, I, the only reason I knew the answer to that because I knew there was a big divorce thing between Rodriguez when he made Planet Terror because of fucking Rose McGowan. Yeah, Rose McGowan. Okay, yeah, yeah. So I knew because I remember I I don't remember the name, but I knew it wasn't that name. Right. You know, and I was okay. like, they weren't fucking married. <laughs> what the fuck's going on here? You fact check that shit, motherfucker. <laughs> fact check that. Producer of the movie that okay. he was married to, okay. like it was his kid in the movie, and for some reason, I guess I associated like her being his mom in that movie, being his mom in real life. I guess I don't know. I don't know. That was my, that was okay. my big runner. What's up? Is there another runner up? No, okay. yeah. So uh, one of my runner ups is uh, Dennis Leary. Actually hates the fucking Yankees. Does he really? hates he's, a, he's a Red Sox fan. He's a Boston Red Sox guy. fan, oh, yeah, yeah. so he fucking hates the he uh, the fucking Yankees. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, my first what the fuck, and I thought I was gonna take it was. The beginning of a, um, a League of Their Own. And it was the voiceovers. It just yeah. didn't work for me. I was like, what the fuck, man? Mm-hmm. It's like, because they were old, but they still sound like young Gina Davis. And mm-hmm. You know what? I got another what the fuck real quick. Uh-huh. Uh, so in, in A League of Their Own, right? Like, I mean, okay. So it's a different actress, right? That plays them when they're older, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I swear to fucking, I've watched the movie a million times. Yeah. I thought it was Gina Davis in old ass makeup. Makeup, so not. I, I fucking guess, thought it was. Hands down, the best old age casting. No, I think so too. Crazy, but then they don't. Oh, then they don't update the the voice to an older. Yeah, like you could have right. cast another voice and still been like, oh, that, that sounds cool. But it's like sound like a young Gina Davis. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that, I agree no, with that, you hundred percent. Because I, I looked it up and I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, I, yeah. I've always That's actually very always good. thought that was Gina Davis. I didn't have that in my notes, but I thought that. I thought that. And I've already brought up the dog chase being fucking long as shit. Um, my actual winner for what the fuck again? These don't count for points, but it's just our, our thing here. Um, comes from a league of their own. All the plays that are shown in that movie are legit. Yeah, those yeah. girls yeah, actually yeah. fucking trained all their hits, all their catches, everything sliding. Mm-hmm. They all did that. The only one play was the splits. Gina Davis could do it, but she couldn't mm-hmm. do the splits and catch the ball at the same time. Yeah. So they had that was the only stunt double. But like. 
They're playing real fucking baseball. All these other movies, they got professionals and so they're that, doing their that, shit. That one shot where that lady has that huge bruise on her that leg. That was a legit yeah, fucking bruise. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's pretty cool. Like, it's, that's pretty badass to like have these like girls in there actually doing that kind yeah, of shit. Yeah, that's good. Right. I think my biggest what the fuck was... Okay, I'd never seen Bad News Bears. and I So I'd never seen Bad News Bears and I never fucking... I, I had no idea that, like, a 12-year-old Rorschach was in fucking... Yeah. And, like, he's super, like, effeminate and, like, like and he's this badass. Like, That's I don't right. know. I didn't buy it at all. Like, yeah. He's the chain-smoking motorcycle riding 12-year-old. Like, yeah. And I, he, he came on screen and I was like, the fuck? <laughs> like, was that Rorschach? And, like, I just, I yeah. It was really, it really pulled me out of the movie. Like, it's yeah. crazy. Yeah. All right, I'm going to give a couple more runner-ups. They'll be quick, though. Um, runner-up, we already kind of hit on, but it was Bad News Bears. It's, like, supposed to be the catapult for children's mm. sports movies. And they talk about fucking Jews, gay people, <laughs> women. I mean, all kinds of racial slurs. Again, not a, not too offended. I've seen a lot of crazy stuff. I mean, but, man, it was just, like, offensive to be offensive, I thought, in some scenes. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. It's different yeah, when exactly. it comes out of, like, an eight-year-old's mouth. It's yeah, kind of right. different. Yeah. Not, not even in a South Park way where it's, like, they're a cartoon. Like, this is a real fucking eight-year-old kid. Yeah, like, I mean, the people from, like, Billy Wilder, I mean, Sunset Boulevard, to Tarantino that love this movie. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? And then, um, and a lot of people love Bad News Bears, but man, I just don't get it. Um, giving kids beers at the end, we talked about that, pouring on their fucking hands. I was like, what the fuck? And then, um, this might blow some people's mind. I don't give a shit though, man. I could not give a fuck about the plot to Bull Durham, dude. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, do not, I could not be less interested <clears throat> in a catcher and a pitcher <clears throat> and how bad... The fucking catcher wants to fuck the chick that's fucking the pitcher. Right. I could not give a shit about you know, that love triangle. I could not give a shit. I, I, I actually found it disgusting. Right. But Kevin, <laughs> but Kevin Costner couldn't wait to fuck that chick, even though he knew it was Sloppy Seconds. Right. The whole movie's about Sloppy Seconds. They just can call that fucking Bull Durham Sloppy Seconds, the movie. Yeah, I So, a big, a big what the fuck, I think, I, I mean, I'm right there with you, man. Like, um, people have told me my whole life, that like Bull Durham is like one of the best sports movies of all time, and if you go to like Wikipedia and you go to like awards, it's constantly in like top top tens, top highest fives, rated baseball, highest movie, highest rated baseball yeah. movie. Like this, I think this marathons are important, and learning yeah. to be critical are, is important because you will come up to people in your life, and they will tell you with a straight fucking face, they'll look you in the <laughs> eyes, they'll say Bull Durham is the best fucking sports movie of all time. Fuck your dick. Like, no, fuck you. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> fuck your list. Fuck you. You know it. I mean, it's good. I don't. I don't know what the best sports movie of all time is, but yeah, it's not Bull it's Durham. Not Bull Durham. It's like, and that's why it's, it's so... Oh, yeah. It's, it is basketball. I'm glad you brought but. that up. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up like because <clears throat> I was bored with a lot of these movies. But like I said at DT Kirby's, Kyle, I'm glad that we did it. I don't put this on you or anything because it needed to happen. It needed to happen. I was uh, the anime movie, the anime marathon. I wasn't a big uh, fan of, but at least I had um, a huge Pantheon film that sure. ate up all my awards. Mm -hmm. This didn't do much for me, but at least we, I know what to expect from baseball sure. comedies or at least right. some sports comedy. So I think it was an important pick. That even didn't get my fucking um, award though for what the fuck. My what the fuck <laughs> was I was literally confused as shit. It was Bad News Bears. Okay. Yeah. And uh, um, Ahmad Abdul Rahim. This little black kid loses the game, okay? And he's like, I don't, I, you know what? I don't think I deserve to wear the uniform. You know what he does? Okay, fine. I don't, go home. He climbs a fucking tree, takes off his clothes and climbs a tree. And Walter Matthau was just looking like, what the fuck? Did you take off your, I, uh, if anybody's out there and they're saying, you know what? He didn't think he should, you know, deserve to wear the uniform. Sure. He took off his, but dude, I, 
what the fuck? <clears throat> I've never done that. I've been, I've felt ashamed mm-hmm. to, to actually like place, I, I've played some softball, I suck. Okay, mm-hmm. football, I suck. And I, I've never wanted to take off my clothes and climb a fucking tree. <laughs> right. <clears throat> what the fuck? Right, like you dishonored the bears, right? Like you, yeah. you dishonored this fucking group of assholes. Yeah. Run like, home and you get in your bed and you cry the night away, right? At, right. at that point, sure. like they hadn't won a game yet at that point. Yeah, and this was nobody. the first time they were like really in a chance to win the game and he lo- he fucked it up for everyone yeah. else. But you go but home. You can understand that for him. No, for I him understand like, where he's yeah. You go home and you cry, you cry in your pillow until you can't stand it, right? But you don't take off your clothes and climb a fucking tree. <laughs> right. I, I mean, did, he, he I did not have understand developmental that. disabilities or something that we don't. Why? Because he's black? <laughs> no, not because he's black. Because he's Muslim. <laughs> oh, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, well, no, we, we don't, don't think that. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. Uh, just no, a joke. But in all seriousness, I'm sure he's a fine kid. It was we'll be back with Adventures in Video World. <laughs> world. <laughs> Episode one. <laughs> all right, that takes us to. <laughs> Best score or soundtrack. There was some pretty good ones here. Yeah, there's there's some decent music in some of this. Um, I almost went Major League because I think Burn On, the opening, uh, Randy Newman song about like the <laughs> I Coyote, was watching Toy Story. <laughs> the Coyote River like Catching on Fire. I think that's the best song in any of these movies. Wow. But it also has the worst with that most uh, most of all you. It's that weird like fucking like slow music that plays yeah. like five times in that movie every time something like between yeah, right. uh, Jake and uh, Lynn like start to fucking happen so that one like killed it see I thought that was so weird to have this like Toy Story sound to a cartoon you know like to a comedic movie a right. comedy you know like it's, it's largely the the most mainstream comedy out of the, the five wouldn't sure. you say yeah, absolutely. so I thought that was kind of an odd choice and then I, I did like the shots at the beginning showing the blue collar workers mm-hmm. I thought yeah. that was pretty cool yeah, yeah. Um, but I ultimately went with uh, Bull Durham because it felt like oh, music. No. It felt like music you would hear if yeah. you went to a minor league. Yeah, game. no, for sure. Like the music was like real, like '80s rock and stuff. Like Centerfield by John Fogerty's playing. You know, at certain times, like right. the music just actually felt real. And like there's bar scenes, and that music like is shit you would hear in a bar when they're at the ballpark. It's shit you'd hear at the ballpark when they're at yeah. Annie's house. Like that's the music you would hear. Like if you're listening on a radio, like yeah. right. they they played the music. I think right. that was a strong aspect for me of Bull Durham. It's actually my runner-ups for um, Bull Durham for soundtrack. So nice. yeah, that's a good pick, though. My runner-up for score was um, <clears throat> was A League of Their Own. Uh, I, I think they have a lot of authentic music in as well that I, that I really like. What kills it, what killed it for me was the, and it's kind of the title song of the, I guess when is yeah. what's the what's the name of the it, that was our field or something like that? It's yeah, something fucking like that. shit. Oh, the, uh, no, the, that's, it, yeah, that's in my, um, yeah, it's actually yeah. I could stand that. I, I, it's the. This credit. is my playground. This is my. Or this, yeah. this was our fit. playground or something. No, it, this it, used it, to be my playground. I know it was terrible. That's the honestly that this could, is, it would have won <laughs> if not for that. And that's like that's like yeah. the title track. It was so weird. It seemed that was the most <clears throat> dated moment of I think this entire marathon. Yeah. But so I ended up going with um with the Sandlot because I thought the Sandlot also it, it doesn't like blow me away, but there were no moments in it that I thought were weak. You know what right. I mean? Like it, it was consistent all the way through, and it was consistently good. Yeah. Um, I want to go up with another uh, runner-up real quick. Is um, the the use of the song "Wild Thing" was so important oh, yeah. to uh, Major League? I thought that needed to at least get hit Absolutely. upon. 
they actually used, uh, I think it was Mitch Williams for the Cubs, was so inspired by this song that he actually started coming out to Wild Thing, wearing the, the Vaughn jersey number. Right. It was a 99. Well, actually, Major League inspired that it's, to actually start happening yeah, in baseball. Where they when, had intro songs, Because right? Ricky Vaughn comes out to Wild Thing, and like yeah. pitchers didn't come out to their own music, but like relievers started getting their own songs, and yeah, they started right. playing it because of it. And so that that was really cool, and that was like a big highlight of hearing Wild Thing and him coming out. That yeah, was, that that was, was cool. Awesome. But uh, in general, I have to judge the entire soundtrack. Yeah. And the entire soundtrack, again, Bull Durham came close, but, man, nothing came close to Sandlot uh, mm. for me. Man, you had Finger Poppin' Time. Um, you had uh, Lion Sleep Tonight, There Goes My Baby. This magic moment right. was in there. Um, you have uh, Tequila and Wipeout. What's, what other songs do you want from a – it's funny, it's like I always – um, comment on like our Indiana Jones, right? Right. Our Rangers of the Lost Ark, and I, I asked you when you were not going to vote it for Pantheon. I go, what do you want from Adventurer? Where, what cave do you want him to go into? What do you <laughs> want your Adventurer to look like? And I, I, for this, I was like, what, what do you want from your coming of age? Mm-hmm. You know, soundtrack. I mean, I think it has everything there. I'd be actually curious. Like, I definitely know that Sandlot mm-hmm. isn't the coming of age movie. I think a lot of other movies beat that out, like Stand By Me. Right, I'd sure. even go Goonies, you know, um, Days and Fears. A lot of other movies would take that for coming of age. But I'd be curious to take this soundtrack for this coming of age movie and place it against others because I think this was a great soundtrack for, you know, this, this coming of age movie. Right, so um, definitely uh, went with uh, Sandlot. So. Awesome. All right, next up we have best quote, and boy, are there a lot of fucking quotes. Can I go back real quick? Sure. Um, that uh, This Used to Be My Playground mm-hmm. was nominated for a Golden Globe yes. Award as it's well. insane. Yeah, that is insane. Because I remember song. rolling my eyes like at the very end of that. I was like, I actually kind of, I think the song is okay, but not in context. Even though it makes sense, This Used to Be My right. Playground, right. It, it just, it it's really takes that sappy. movie. Overly, overly yeah, sappy. So. I think a lot, of, a lot of what tears down a leave of their own for me in general is the very beginning and the very end. I don't feel yeah. like it's necessary at all. You know, can we talk about that real quick? Yeah, absolutely. Sure. I mean, well, whenever I, you want to. I thought that the beginning, now it wasn't as good, but I thought it, it came off, and it's funny, there's a connection between, with Tom Hanks here. Did you guys ever feel when you were watching this that it had Saving a... Saving Private Ryan. Saving Private that's Ryan. Exactly, that's exactly what I think of. I, I, Saving Private Ryan does it really well. Really well, yeah. And this, I don't know. It it, it, yeah, it was like a generic version of Saving Private yeah. Ryan. Um, did you did you feel that at all when you were watching uh, it? Yeah, a little bit. That, that's cool. I was wondering if you guys did. Well, I was thinking of films that do that, do that and Saving Private Ryan is the one that sticks out to me as being really exactly. good. Exactly. I, I just, it feels tacked on in a it does. of their own. It does. Right. All right. Completely unnecessary. So yeah. that takes us to best quote. I'm very interested yeah. in this one. Oh, hang on, hang on, hang on. What am I drinking here? This is a I'm gonna Miller Lite. Buttermaker this shit. <laughs> <laughs> Man, we got we got a lot. We actually we have some like classic lines. There's no crying in baseball. Oh, yeah. It's like one of the most iconic lines in movies. Um, you got you know. It's funny too because it's a very simple quote. Yeah, yeah. So I can't wait to talk about that. Things from Sandlot like you're killing me, Smalls. Right. Like how can I have more if I had any to begin with? Um, just things from Major League. My 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 runner up was from Major League, and it's. It's the end of the movie. Ricky comes in to, to make the final out of the game so that they can go to the, the playoffs. And Roger comes over after after Ricky Vaughn has accidentally fucked his wife. And he's been avoiding him all day. And, you know, Roger Dorn comes over and he takes the b- ball out from his hand. And he's just staring at it, tossing around. He's like, I've only got one thing to say to you, Vaughn. Strike this motherfucker out. And yeah. puts the ball back in his hand and goes back and does his fucking job. And That's then awesome. beats the shit yeah. up him after the game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but my my favorite line comes from Bull Durham. And I, I cannot say it. I just can't. Like, 
it, it doesn't sound right coming from me. It has to come from Kevin Costner, so I pulled the clip okay. so that we could listen to the quote. And it's it's a little bit of a monologue here, but. Oh, whoop! Where are you going? After twelve years in the minor leagues, I don't try out. Besides, uh, I don't believe in quantum physics when it comes to matters of the heart. What do you believe in, man? Well, I believe in the soul. The cock, the pussy, the small of a woman's back, the hanging curveball, high fiber, good scotch, but the novels of Susan Sontag are self-indulgent, overrated crap. I believe Lee Harvey Oswald acted alone. I believe there ought to be a constitutional amendment outlawing astroturf and the designated hitter. I believe in a sweet spot, softcore pornography, opening your presents Christmas morning rather than Christmas Eve, and I believe in long, slow, deep, soft, wet kisses that last three days. That's awesome. That's, yeah. a, that's a good quote. Uh, I, I love just in case they haven't heard that, just kind of like recap, right, I, recap I, it briefly. I did write it down, so I will I will read it aloud. Um, but it, it's it's in a moment when uh, Nuke and Crash are both like in this interview to see who gets to fuck this girl who just fucks a minor right. leaguer every year. Jesus Christ! And uh, she's basically like, "I'm gonna I'm gonna hold a tryout and I'm gonna choose one of you." And he's just like, "Why Why do you get to choose? Like, why don't I get to choose? Why doesn't he get to choose?" And then she starts talking about quantum physics, and he's like, he doesn't give a shit about yeah. it. And so he just gets up and starts to leave, and he's like, after 12 years in the minor leagues, I don't try out. Besides, I don't believe in quantum physics when it comes to matters of the heart. What do you believe in then? Well, I believe in the soul, the cock, the <laughs> pussy, the small of a woman's back, the hanging curveball, high fiber, good scotch, that the novels of Susan Sontag are self-indulgent, overrated crap. I believe Har- Lee Harvey Oswald acted alone. I believe that they're... There ought to be a constitutional amendment outlawing AstroTurf and the designated hitter. I believe in the sweet spot, softcore pornography, opening your presents on Christmas morning rather than on Christmas Eve, and I believe in lo- long, slow, deep, soft, wet kisses that last three days. That's a good quote. Yeah. And it's like it's it's this mixture of who Crash is. It's baseball. Yeah, it's right. sex. Like it's it's fucking weird conspiracy theory. Sloppy, <laughs> sloppy, sloppy seconds. Everything, everything about him is encapsulated in that that little mm-hmm. monologue, and it kind of that's the first like we've seen flashes of Crash up to this point, like right. but we don't fully know who he is. But that speech kind of yeah. gives away that he's like. Hey, I've I've been through this rodeo. I don't need to yeah. fuck you. I'd like to fuck you, but he really wants I'm to not, fuck. He I wants really to fuck wants her to fuck so bad. But I don't. I don't try out. I'm. I'm he at, wants I'm to. At the, he's he equates his lovemaking to him as a player. Like I'm old. I'm almost out of this. Like I'm doing it my way. I'm not taking your way. Right. Yeah. But I want to fuck you so bad. <laughs> but I, no, I do want to fuck you. For <laughs> Did you guys ever? Did you guys find that weird at all? How bad? Like, would you want to fuck? Like, say I'm the catcher. Susan Sarandon, yeah. Say I'm the pitcher. Say I'm the pitcher, right? And I'm pitching. I'm fucking this chick. Would you want to fuck her so bad after I got done dicking her? Not as not immediately. Like bad. <laughs> like fucking bad. Not yeah, but like the thing with Nuke and Annie is they're like a sexual relationship, and with Crash and Annie they have more right. of an emotional connection. Now, we don't still stick my dick in that after the fucking pitcher. Choose a different hole. Who cares? <laughs> oh, he probably was in that too. He fucks all over the place. Sure. Yeah, he, he, yeah, he fucks, a good quote fucks like he bitches. He fucks like he all, over, all over the place. That was a good one. Um, mine was from uh, was from Major League, and it was probably the one of the first big laughs I had in Major League, where um, they see they see the uh, the woman down below that he was gonna marry or whatever. And he's mm-hmm. like, "Who's that guy with him?" He's like, "I don't know. He's not. He doesn't have a name tag." And Ricky Vaughn's like, you want me to drag him off the bat, kick the shit out of him? <laughs> we're like, you know, yeah, it's that same thing where like that encapsulates the character. You know uh-huh. what I mean? Like you, you see exactly who he is. Where it... 
Yeah, that's that's a good quote. Yeah. Just before that, they're at a French restaurant, and he's right, like, yeah, yeah. they got chili dogs here? They, he's they like, got chili, like, oh, chili dogs I'll order. Fuck it. He's like, I'll order it. <laughs> All right. My runner-up was, you know, I actually really enjoyed the one that you said, yeah. Kyle. Um, and then I put, well, he fucks like he pitches sort yeah, of all yeah, over yeah. the place. Um, another runner-up was from Sandlot, Babe Ruth. Remember, kid, there's heroes and there's legends. Yeah. Heroes get remembered, but legends never die. Allow your... Allow your uh, follow your heart, kid, and you'll never go wrong. But my favorite quote, it could have went to any of the Joe Boo stuff. Like, fuck you, Joe. <laughs> you are very I love to. Fuck, fuck you, Joe. <laughs> because it was so funny. Like, these people talking about the statue, man. And they're, and they're so sincere. <laughs> fuck you, Joe Boo, or up your butt, Joe Boo. It's so funny. But I had to go with A League of Their Own. Oh. All right. Mine's a little bit long, too. Mine was Jimmy's Prayer. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Lord. Hallowed be thy name. May our feet be swift. May our bats be mighty. May our balls be plentiful. Lord, I just like to thank you for that waitress in South Bend. You know who she is. She kept calling New your name. name. Yeah. And God, these are good girls, and they work hard. Just help them see it all the way through. Okay. That's it. <laughs> it might be the shittiest prayer I have ever heard in my life. I, I actually laughed at that one out loud. So I, I thought that was really funny. That's a great quote, though. And I think that really sums up his character quite right. quite well, too. So, all right. Um, and that takes us to best screenplay. Best screenplay goes to Ron Shelton for Bull Durham. Um to me, I, I I know I know you guys don't seem to like Bull Durham. Fuck you, Joe Boo. Fuck you, Joe Boo. You don't like, <laughs> you don't like to seem seem to like Bull Durham, but uh, this is this is the Tim Robbins for movie movie for me that did it this time instead of uh, Bob Roberts when that, that worked for Nathan. Crazy, <laughs> crazy um, ass motherfucker. Whatever. I don't know what Tim Robbins movie you're gonna love that we're gonna not like, but <laughs> it's gonna be great. Um, but. Yeah, Bull Durham. Like you, you said that you don't think it's a great sports movie or one of the best ones. Like I, I really think, I, I like as it. far as the story goes, I think it is. Man, okay. I think that especially if when you're focusing in on Crash and you're focusing in on this guy that like, man, I, I made it to the show. I was there for you know a week right. or two weeks or whatever. Like, and everyone fucking like idolizes that because even though it was a short stint and he didn't do shit, he just rode the bench for two weeks. Right. Like. That is still like romanticized in their eyes, and he's at the end of his career, and he knows he's at the end of his career, and he's struggling with that. He's struggling with knowing that, like, I I'm a good player. Like wherever I go, I play well and I do my job, but I just I can't seem to get over whatever this fucking invisible hump is. He's he's not he's not exceptional, right? I mean, he's he he doesn't do anything like overly Mm -hmm. profound as 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 a person. Like the things he does best as a baseball player are build up other players you know that what, are below right. him. You know what overshadows that for me, though? What's that? Him wanting to stick his dick <laughs> in a groupie. An Annie. An That's Annie. That, Annie. That, he doesn't... I don't think he wants oh, to fuck her. Oh, he wants to fuck her so bad. He wants to fuck her, but it's he not about the fucking. Her. It's about, like, he wants to have a relationship with her. Like, he's, he's done with being that guy that goes from town to town and just fucks waitresses. Because that used to be his life when he was a What's, young it, I think it's worse than fucking a waitress. At least that waitress might fall in love with you. Maybe didn't fuck the cock... T- ten minutes Fuck ago, the cock. Ten minutes ago, <laughs> but dude, dude, did you think that was kind of like odd? Did you, did you, were you like, what the fuck? I, I, I did not care for their relationship. Yeah, like no, I don't. I, one, one of the worst things is love triangles for the, me, man. Yeah, I mean, so he, he says in the beginning, he's like, I'm not interested in any woman that would be interested in him, and like I bought that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I bought mm-hmm. that. But then the whole rest of the film is him really badly wanting to fuck this girl. Really bad, him. like. um... 
I don't know. And all, a lot of I, people, you know, like, they love the fuck out of this screenplay. No, they do. They love it. And I yeah. don't get it. I, I, could write, I feel like I could write this screenplay. What if this was basketball, baseball, fucking Star Wars? If you wanted so badly to fuck the Jedi next door, <laughs> even though the other Jedi fucked her. <laughs> it's like, mm. I don't know. I just, I could not. I was like, if I was to bet money on the movie I was going to like the most, I was looking, Bull Durham was a movie that was in my movie gap. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, yeah, because we always talk about them. Mm-hmm. Uh, talking about the movies we need to see or haven't seen in a while, you know? Mm-hmm. Um that's one of my gaps. Like, I have never seen Bull Durham. And I was like, fuck yeah. I mean, I've actually said watch Bull Durham. And it was, I was like, what the fuck's going on in this movie? I could not relate to this. This so guy wanted to fuck this groupie. I used to, you know, I'd go to like, I was, I think a lot about when I, when I was a kid. And like, I would go to every other weekend and go to my dad's or whatever. And like, we would just like watch movies and stuff. And that's like, that's like a big point of reference for me. And um, I watched, I watched like every movie that he has. And then I remember seeing Bull Durham. And dad would not let me watch Bull Durham, and I, you know, what I mean, it was like that's not that's not for you. And I, I grew up thinking like, man, what the fuck, man? I bet that's like some crazy shit. You know what I mean? Like he won't let me watch it. Like there's you know there's gotta be boobs and stuff in it. I you know, he um, just meant you wouldn't like it. <laughs> that's no, not for you, Nathan. No, no, so but no, I was really looking forward to this because right. it was it was like something like you know my whole life I've been like, man, I, I want to know what that's about because I wasn't allowed to watch it. Um, Turns out he was just trying to help me because it was shit. It's not shit. It's not shit. It's just not, I, I, yeah. I don't. People, when people are going to say it's the best sports movie, I, I don't that. see it, man. I, I, I think it. as a sports movie, it's fantastic, especially that that struggle for for Crash and Nuke because you're getting both ends of that spectrum. You're getting you know your your fucking. Uh, I it's like not- Goon. Goon. Goon takes a lot from this, where you've got Laflamme, like this fucking like hot shot, high pick like player who just. He's got something just slightly off that's keeping him from being one of the best yeah. ever. And then you're bringing in, you know, a goon. And that's what Crash Davis is. He's he's yeah. a goon. Like, he's really good at the specific things he's good at, but they don't translate to, like, wins and shit. Yeah, sure. what's, the, what's the difference between that, though, and, like, the screenplay of, like, Major League taking out the comedic beats? Okay, all the all the, right. the cartoon yeah. stuff? I honestly think on, on a surface level, actually, probably a, a subsurface level, where you have, like, a this team who are nobodies, you know, mm-hmm. or, or seasoned or rookies that no one gave a shit about and actually coming back and winning, I think that tells yeah. a more compelling I mean, story. And, and you do get that between Jake and Ricky. Mm-hmm. You get the, a similar relationship. It's nowhere near as in-depth as New no, Crash. No, I, yeah. well, I think what, what Bull Durham does well is it does its characters. I, I do think it does its characters really well. Uh, I'm just not, I just don't give a fuck I don't about give a the shit. rest <laughs> of the film. I don't, you know. And I, I know you'll disagree with me on this, Nathan, but I thought Bull Durham was this marathon's Bob Roberts. Mm. Yeah, because Bob Roberts was really, you, you know, highly good. rated. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was going to be good just right. to, to fell apart for me. So what was yours? Actually, uh, with your pick, okay, <laughs> I, w- I have a uh, shot of rum. You got some Jobu rum. For and me. I would like to say, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> up the butt, Jobu. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you, Kyle. Jobu is alive and well. <laughs> oh, god damn. You are, to... you are clearly starting to get a little hammered. You got red face and red yeah. eyes Oof. going now. That's blood pressure because of a fucking pick of Bull Durham. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, my best screenplay. So there were there were two for me that I really liked. Um, <sighs> one one of them was A League of Their Own. I think A League of Their Own has a great screenplay. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the beginning and end, I think are t- I think are totally unnecessary, and that yeah. that's what caused no. it for me. It, you can cut cut out that shit, and then I think it's a much tighter experience. I don't. It doesn't need mm-hmm. it. It's like, 
It's like five minutes in the beginning and, and like probably ten minutes at the end. Let me ask you something, just, though. It's not necessary. Let me ask you something. Like, I think, what if, because I think we both had problems with that dubbed voiceover. Yeah, yeah. And maybe you thought it was maybe makeup. I did, too. Yeah, I really did. But from a screenplay standpoint, if you were reading that, because we, we, we don't have any problems with Saving Ryan doing that, right? No. Do you think on a screenplay surface, though, you would be okay with it? Is maybe just how it's translated to screen? I don't like, yeah. I don't like it, so I don't like it in Titanic. Mm-hmm. Where you know what I mean? Yeah, I, yeah, I don't yeah. like that. I don't like. I like it in Saving Private Ryan. I don't like it in this. There's probably tons of movies that I'm not thinking of, but yeah, those I, are two I, great don't, examples of I don't like it in general. Like just the, you know, I'm an old person here. I'm going to tell you the story of what happened, and then I'm old again. And mm-hmm. there's nothing. There's nothing at the end of this film that can't be tied up in like fade to black. Some letter. Some letters come up saying, "Hey, you know." Dottie went on to do this, mm-hmm. you know, or whatever. Kind of the end of Sandlot, you know what I mean? Yeah. Where, like, it's just this, you know, hey, so-and-so went on to be a, a pitcher for whoever, yeah. and that's all you need. It, it's, it's, it takes me out of it. I don't know. But we do get that, I, I like, I do like the, the ending where, like, the actual women that used to be in that league, like, it, so the credits roll to them actually playing baseball. Like, yeah. Sure. Like, that's kind of like, But I, then I, to I this used that. to be my play. But, but I, yeah. but I think yeah. it, I think it's sappy and, and overly sentimental. Yeah, and then sure. when, the, and then when the song comes that's on, a problem. that's what really hammers Over, it. Like, yeah, yeah overkill. big time. Yeah. Um, so what was yours then? So I ended up going with Sandlot. For, for the same reason I picked it for the score, I think, like, I think that this, the, the screenplay is really good. It, it, you know, I think it's it's a better version of a league of their own in a way. You still have you oh, still wow. have someone. No, I mean from a you still have an an older guy sort of narrating his past, mm-hmm. you know, and and it leads it leads to in the end what what happened afterwards. But, but then that narration I think comes off kind of um, after school special. It does, yeah. it it does. But I think it, I think the whole thing is a bit tighter. Yeah. I, I like it more. Yeah. Okay, I will say uh, Sandlot was a runner-up for me. Um, I thought that um, there's there's more. If like we were going to do a coming of age, um, I think it would probably be one of the lesser ones. But there's, I think there's some really good coming of age. Uh, movies. Sure, absolutely. And uh, but I do think I will give us some credit. I think um, when it comes to coming of age stories, I think they hit all the beats that they needed to. I mean, you had the uh, the first kiss mm-hmm. at the pool, the mm-hmm. the Fourth of July at nighttime on a night sky with your friends. You know that uh, that. Um, the beast next door, you know, or that intimidation moment, you know. Um, too hot to play, so they go to the yeah. park and throw up everywhere. The fucking right, bullies, right. you know, yeah. having bullies, you know, come in and be like, we're better than you, we can play you. you um, play I, ball like a girl. I think there was some, uh, that pool scene, you know I mean? Like, mm-hmm. that, that kiss, that was great. I think I think they hit the beats. Um, I don't Absolutely. think they. I don't think they do it as well as like a Stand by Me. You know, sure. um, I'd be. I'm. You almost wanted to put a um, a Rob Reiner marathon right. together. Mm-hmm. I've been very. Ever since you said that, um, I've been wondering because I haven't had to do a coming of age marathon. Um, so not even a Rob Reiner, but I'd be curious to do a coming of age to see if Stand by Me would even Stand be by you? Stand, <laughs> would, would be the best coming of age. What is the best coming of age it's movie? It's probably a really good idea. Yeah, I, I, I'm not for sure what the best coming of age movie is. I don't think it's Sandlot. Never ending story. I, I, I don't think it's Sandlot, but um, my best screenplay went to a league of their own. Um, okay. I had some of those same issues with the beginning and end. But the, the, the whole story of the All-American Girls Professional Baseball League, I think that's – and I might be a little um, partial to this because my wife's on the derby team. Sure. sure. And I thought it was really yeah. cool watching it with her, you know, especially, you know, like seeing these girls form together. But um, I really like – I think it's important to tell this story of World War II and how all the – like a lot of the majority of men – were shipped off to war, and these these ladies were you know t- kind of took the the spotlight or, or kept the game alive. I thought that was really interesting, but it wasn't just that, but it was also in the screenplay where they hit on 
you know, what do these women's women do when they're when they're expecting their men to come home and they're they're receiving death certificates from the war? Yeah. I thought that was handled really well. That's, and a, that's a great fucking scene. That's a great scene. Another yeah. great scene is is just when they're when they're looking at the the rosters and then I can't remember who it is, but they, she can't read. She can't read. Yeah. You know, and the lady she's like, like, hey, honey, hey like, can you read? What's you know, name? like, you know, yeah, it's. Yeah, that, that's it's it's surprisingly strong moment. Yeah, so this know. fictional a fictional account of a like real life story combined though with the comedy, I thought the comedy was well placed uh, yeah, yeah. within the movie, kind of threaded throughout the movie. So um, I had to go with uh, League of Their Own for best screenplay. Cool, great pick. So that takes us to best cinematography. I'm very very anxious to hear this one. Um, I'm I'm sticking with what you just did, a League of Their Own, uh, Miroslav Andrushev, something Russian. Um. This movie has a feel like it was shot in the 40s. Yeah, it does. Like it has a very 40s look. There's like a a yellow sepia kind of tone to everything. Like the costumes are fantastic. The the weird fucking like dresses mm-hmm. slash baseball uniforms that they're wearing. Um, it's it's framed really well. Some of the actual best baseball action is in this movie. Right. I think you said it before. Right. They're doing it all themselves. They're, they're right? all doing it themselves. But I, what is the makeup and cinematography there? You know. Right. But yes, yeah. I mean, still yes, but like not makeup, but you know, like actually seeing the bruises. Yeah, compared getting, to getting, getting that right. feel, like you, you have to have so that feeling work. with cinematography. Like, are are you in the right places? Are you in the right time? Like sometimes Sandlot is you know set in the fifties, but sometimes it doesn't quite feel like that. Mm-hmm. The, the League of Their Own feels like it's forties when it's trying. I agree. To be the I, I think that I'm also on the League of Their Own. I, I I agree with you. I think there's also some neat some neat scene transitions. There's there's one scene where there it's I think it's. They're kind of doing a newsreel, and then it, it kind of it fades into the actual game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where it's it's Fantastic. it goes yeah it goes from black and white to color yeah. and like one. It's a great it's a, just a good shot, you know what I mean. So there's there are it's it's a feeling it's a it's there's feeling it's camera work. I I agree with you. And, yeah. I, and I think the same thing happened. Like I just came off the Watchmen Incredibles, mm-hmm. and Incredibles did the same thing where it went into a black and white. You know, let's look at the collateral damage. You know, so I, I'm mm-hmm. I'm kind of comparing that against that. Um, I thought that all of these uh, were unexceptional. I, I came I came into this thinking yeah. I would see some really good baseball, and I I felt like there were some good baseball scenes, but I didn't feel the game. Uh, no, I, I did not. Do you agree? I, I didn't feel the game. There was some. I agree with you. I think Bland fits this category pretty well. Um, I thought that uh, for for a baseball movie, I'd really feel the action behind the plate, you know, getting that run, really feeling like I'm watching baseball. So this was the only category that I I felt that I was kind of cheap and uninspired. So I have to go with the dreaded, the dreaded, this is the first, the only time I've been given a rubber chicken. Fuck you, Jobu. Fuck you, Jobu. (laughs) To cinematography, I thought all of these really felt just uninspired to me. Um, I was not, you know, blown away by any anything on screen. So, are there any like baseball movies that you would think like outside of what we have here? Obviously, like something like yeah, a Moneyball or I'm something. Not, I'm not. A, I, yeah, I, you know what? That's a, it's a gap in my filmography, so I can't wait. I think uh, now that you bring that up, I think you've kind of inspired next year because now that we've kind of hit the comedic beats and mm-hmm. more of the lighthearted or the, the comedies, sure. I would like to do next year um, the Forty Two, the Natural, ah, the Field yeah. of Dreams. I'd really like to see if those have it because, um, yeah, it's just a gap in my knowledge, so I don't know if there are. We'll do all the Kevin Costner baseball <laughs> movies. We'll, we can get like 20 of them, I think. Yeah, we'll so I'm ahead. not for sure. I'd like to have that okay. question answered. Yeah. So, yeah, but as of right now, I, I felt like un, uninspired by all the cinematography and all, all five.
five of these movies. So. so you're not even giving it to a specific movie because usually when no, we do yeah. a golden Wait, chicken, what? like you we do it for do a it. specific thing. Yeah, yeah it was, you you're just to, doing no, it as it was, a, yeah, as it was a tie for all of them. It was just all of them were just wow. bad. So okay, so nobody nobody gets a point. Gets a point. Yeah. Just nothing. Rubber chicken, okay. yep, right. all the way across. Wow. So that takes us to best supporting actress. Um, not a whole lot of actresses in these movies, um, other than a League of Their Own. A League of Their Own is just nothing but women for the most part. Um, but there, there are some great performances here. Um, I, I, I struggled making her a supporting actress because I thought maybe she should have been an actress because um, she's basically the only one in it. But I went Tatum O'Neill as Amanda in Bad News Bears. Um, again, what I went off of earlier, her and Walter Matthau are really fucking good together in this movie. Yeah. They are a great duo. They feel like they have real chemistry. Yeah. Like She feels so much wiser beyond her years when she's like, She's like eleven or twelve years old. Twelve years old when she actually made this movie, but she's she's a full on fucking leading yeah. lady. Like that that she feels like a seasoned actress in in, in the scenes that she's in, um, and, and she she really carries a lot of the the weight of the movie on her shoulders. I mean, yeah, it's it's Buttermaker's movie, but you know it's him being drunk in the dugout a whole lot of the movie, and it's her carrying a lot of the scenes, in my opinion. Who'd you go with? I'm a fucking tank girl, man. <laughs> Lori Petty? Fucking tank girl. Lori Petty as uh, Kit Keller in League of Their Own. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, uh, to be honest with you, this was another category that I, I didn't think was super great. I mean, yeah. she she stood out for me more than Amanda did. Um, I thought she seemed to come off too whiny. She came off really whiny. Yeah. Uh, but I think that's, that's kind of. The I think point that's what they here, wanted, yeah. though. I mean, she they wanted someone who was going to be. They, she's the little sister. She's the little sister. They, they could have, they could have done it a little bit better. But I don't think it's her fault as an actress. I don't. Um, no, I, she was my best. This was a weak category. Yeah, it was. Um, you, actually, you know, I'm gonna disagree with you on that. I, I don't know why I said that. Uh, Tatum O'Neill, I went with. Sure. Um, Tatum O'Neill uh, plays, you know, um, um, Amanda uh, Wurlitzer. Is that right? Sure. Yeah. yeah. So uh, she plays this 12 year old girl who feels uh, inadequate about her tomboy image, you know, which I, I thought was really cool. But she's a hell of a baseball player, you know, and there's a lot of tom girls like that, a lot of tomboys, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, but she she nails the game. Um, she has great chemistry with Walter Matthau. Um, and then on top of that, I like how she looks at Walter Matthau because it's her mother's ex-boyfriend. She really looks at him as this this father figure. You, you can you can tell like her mom's been through a lot of different boyfriends, yeah, and like right. this is the, the one, one that she stuck. connected. I, with. To be honest with you, I just don't I don't feel I don't feel comfortable giving like a best actor or whatever thing to like a kid. Yeah, because I just don't, I don't think any of the kids are good actors or actors. Yeah, I thought she was a, it was an exception. This she was the highlight for me. I really um yeah really enjoyed her performance. Oscar at twelve. Like, I'm just saying. Paper Moon. She's a great fucking actress. Yeah, she was a highlight marathon for me, in, in this marathon for me. So, let's get into best supporting um, actor. Uh, there are a lot of good supporting actors here. Uh, Tim Robbins almost got it for me. I really like John Lovitz. You in, consider him a supporting uh, actor, Tim Robbins? Yeah, I mean that's it's Kevin Costner's movie. Mm, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, Kevin Costner's movie. Okay. Um, um, but I'm going with it, it, it. For me, it feels like a weird choice. But uh, James Gammon, who played Lou Brown in Major League, as the he was the head coach. Um, okay. He's such Man. a weird like Out of all of the supporting actors. Yeah, he was such a weird, grizzled, like believable person. What? Hey, what am I drinking? You are drinking a Bud Light right One, now. One, two. <laughs> oh yeah. I love Did it. you ask me because you can't read anymore? Because <laughs> that <might laughs> be that's it. not good. Because you wrote. Oh, you're not reading, honey. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, but James Gammon's so cool. Like. 
I fucking love the scene where he's like, we ain't got no hot water. <laughs> and like, and fucking the, uh, what's her name comes in and he's, she, she's like put on a towel and he's like, we ain't got no cling towels. <laughs> and she's like, all right, I'm okay with it if you are. And like, he just goes on this big long speech. Like, he's not someone who's like, he was coaching like a single A ball club. Like, he right. owns a fucking re- car repair shop and they were just like, yeah, you want to be a coach? And he's like, yeah. I'll you wanna- call you back. I got someone who needs. <laughs> you want to coach the Cleveland Indians? And he's like, I'll call you back. <laughs> he's, so, he's so great and like, doesn't care to be there. I love him during spring training. Uh-huh. Like, he's so. <laughs> He, he may run like Hayes, but he hits like shit. <laughs> Every time you hit a pop-up, you're going to do 25 push-ups for me. Um, and he's like, he's like, he's smart. He understands, like, there are people on that team like Ricky Vaughn, like, yeah. where he's like, you know, you're a wild thing, but, you know, I'm keeping you on this team because you clearly have something. And then he finds right. out he's got the issue with the glasses. Like, James Gavin just, like, sells it for me. Like, he's, he's 100%, like, just that grizzled old fucking dude the whole movie. Yeah. I love it. All right, okay, this is a marathon. Okay, so I got to challenge you. All right, sure. Do you, you sure you don't want to change that? We'll see what your answer is, okay. and I'll tell you you're wrong. What's yours? Well, shit. Now I'm worried. <laughs> <laughs> up until honestly, up until we we started this conversation, and I had what I had was the fat kid from Sandlot, <laughs> <laughs> Hamilton oh, Porter, the Ham Porter, the whatever. The pool is shallow. The ham, <laughs> great Hambino. I did. I did have him until until we started talking, and then I in the middle of the conversation, I changed it to Bob Euchre. Um, sure. Who played Who played Harry Doyle in uh, Major League? Just be like he, did, even though he has no real interaction with the rest of the characters. I mean, he's definitely like, yeah, he's definitely a great supporting actor in this film. I mean, his, his commentary throughout the whole film it yeah. really sells what's going on. I, I can't say enough good things about him. In this yeah. film. And other than Mr. Belvedere and Miller Light commercials, <laughs> right? Do any acting? Yeah. Uh, so runner up would be Bob Uecker, okay, okay, for Harry Doyle, uh, Harry Doyle so in, the, in Major uh, League. Okay, so I'm I'm smarter than Tom. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay, so you're gonna you you said what did you say? You like you'll, you'll tell me I'm wrong. Sure. Okay, so <laughs> I'm going with James Gammon. <laughs> I just wanted to fuck with you there. No, I, I thought that was cool because I was thinking about this and I was like, I almost went with Harry Doyle or Bob Euchre, and I was like, man, what, who am I gonna go with here? And Dude, he, he sold it for me 100% yeah, yeah. As, as Lou Brown, the coach of the Indians. Uh-huh. Um, he, he embodied this, like, grizzled, good old boy, yeah. all-American attitude. You know, that's 100%. <laughs> His presence, though, I think really balanced. I've said this a couple times as a cartoon. This, yeah. this, this cartoon cast, you know, like he was kind of a cartoon. Actually, I don't think he's a cartoon. Like I think he was, he really embodied like the major league for me, like a major league coach. I think he kind of balanced out the the, the major league characters, like you yeah. know Pedro and and yeah. Vaughn and all of them. I, I loved him. I thought he was fantastic. Uh, major League was the last movie that I watched, and I didn't really have a supporting, you know. And uh, both of my supportings, runner up and the main, was was this. So you want to tell me I'm wrong? No, my backup was Bobby Euchre. As well. <laughs> <laughs> Right on with that, baby. All right, so that takes us to oh, dude, did we all? Anybody say John Lovitz in, in Major League? I, I, I mentioned him. You I mentioned like him, and I agree, but yeah, he's he fun, but he's barely in it. Yeah, like, there, there was there was one scene though. I did like I didn't make it my what the fucks, but he goes, <laughs> "I'm gonna go home and have my wife tickle the pickle." Yeah, <laughs> I love I love when he's like talking and a cow moves and he just turns and slowly looks at it and goes, "Will you shut up?" Yeah. <laughs> and just goes back into what he's John saying. Lovitz is John fun. Lovitz is great. underrated as fuck. Yeah, 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 I love John Lovitz. All right, best act. Um, for me, this comes down to either Thelma or Louise, um, and I had to go with Thelma, which was Gina Davis. Um, in oh, man, she was too Gina Davis for me. Too G- what the fuck does no, that even no, mean? Do you, do you get that at all? Am I the only one here? She was too Gina Davis. I, yeah. 
Um, well, to me, when... Uh, I mean, I gave her best hero, protagonist, earlier, yeah. and a lot of it is because of her acting. She does a good job. She she hits some comedic beats. It's not an overly, like, comedic part that she plays in the movie, but she hits her dramatic beats. Uh, she plays it physical. Like, she's mm. she she understands it. Like, she's doing all the fucking, like, signals and calls and shit to the girls right. on bases when she takes over, basically, as coach. Like, I... She she sells the movie for me. To to me, she's the best part of A League of Their Own. Really? Yes. Wow. I will debate that later. Okay. I just think Susan Sarandon had more to do. Yeah. I sure. think I think she had. The, Did you love Susan Sarandon? Is that your pick? That's my pick. Okay. Yeah. Um, I didn't like, but I, I think the only things that I'm giving to Bull Durham. You, you talk about Bull Durham, man. <laughs> the only things that greatest I, sports movie of all time. The only things I liked about Bull Durham were the characters, and I had like my best character was Crash. My best duo was uh, Crash and Nuke. My you know best actress is Susan Sarandon. I think I think they do the mo- they, as far as everyone in, the, in these marathons, they they're working the yeah, most sure. out of everyone. And that's kind of why I edged her out. I edged Gina Davis. It's a, a character driven movie. Yeah, so, it I is mean, a character driven movie, yeah. and she yeah. All right, I think all of us at the same. We don't try to do rubber chickens in, right. unless we have to. You want a rubber nope, chicken? Nope, I am not. Uh, because <laughs> <laughs> rubber chicken. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, I, I've, I've given one. Okay, Susan Sarandon did not impress me at all. Really? But she did deserve a rubber chicken. I thought she put in the work. You know, right. I, at the end of the day, I, I completely forgettable. You know, to me. Uh, but I thought she did the work, and she's Chris Sarandon's sister. Okay, <laughs> Fright Night. Okay. Pantheon film, so I had to get no, no. I I thought she was okay. I thought she was good enough. Um, especially, we always with marathons and verses completely shit on actors or actresses and and supporting actresses because there's not a lot of work for them. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna give a fucking rubber chicken to Susan Sarandon. She did a good job. She did good. Didn't impress me, but she did a good job. So um, and I thought Gina Davis, as I said earlier, was too Gina Davis for me. So I had to go with the, with the other pick, which was Susan Sarandon. So I thought she was fine. She was fine. So I'll give her my best actress. Did you see Susan, Susan Sarandon? Sarandon, Sarandon. Was, did you say Susan Sarandon was Chris Sarandon's sister? I yeah, Chris Sarandon's sister, right? Am they, I they're, they're married, you dipshit. No, what? are they really? How is that possible? Susan, Chris Sarandon was married to Susan Sarandon from 1967 to 1979. You fuck. Oh, damn. <laughs> yeah. Well, I told you this before the marriage. She's song. married to Robert Rodriguez, guys. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, I, I'll take that. But still, she's had she's had the best vampire dick in her. The, so. Sure. I did. We can <laughs> all Jerry agree. Jerry. <laughs> Name a better vampire than Jay. <laughs> now, now, do it now. Do it now, you do it now. Uh, Twilight. Uh, Twilight. <laughs> God damn it. Fuck, it. Fuck you, Jobu. Fuck you, Jobu. <laughs> Fuck you, Jobu. All right. Best actor. Um, there's some good ones here. Hey, last, last time we oh, gave wait, best supporting that? actress to a fucking transgender, Brad Bird for yes. Incredibles. Yeah, that's into that. <laughs> I don't know what you're doing. It was episode there. 200. We had to support the transgender community. Sure. All right, so go ahead. Um... This, I mean, this came down to four different people, really. Um, I really like Tom Berenger in Major League. I like Kevin Costner in Bull Durham. I like Walter Matthau in Bad News Bears. And I love Tom Hanks in A League of Their Own. Um, and I'm going with Tom Hanks in A League of Their Own. Two. Um, <laughs> you as well? Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and I go with him um, because it's... I don't think I've ever seen Tom Hanks like this in any other movie. Like he's he's almost kind of a villain, even though he's like he's an anti-hero, I guess more. And like no, we it's, never it's we like, never see it's that. Like Rorschach. He kind of right? is. He really kind of like he's a drunk. Like he <clears throat> kind of he yells at women, tells them there's no crying in baseball. Like oh, like he does a lot of dumb, there's terrible no shit. Crying in 
Oh, I don't call me a sad file. It's sad dog shit. They're like, right? That's funny shit. <laughs> Um, but he, he also has that, that great moment uh, where the letter carrier comes in yeah. from the war department and is like, ah, I forgot to, I don't know who this is for. Like, I didn't write their name, so I'm going to leave. And he grabs him. He's like, no, you're not leaving. Like, you don't get to just come in here and put us all under stress right. and leave. And, like, yeah. takes it and reads it and then goes and consoles the girl that who, her husband died. Like, I thought you were going to give it to him because of the, the world's longest piss. The world's longest piss. He pisses in a lot of movies. Pay attention to Tom Hanks movies. Pay attention, like, by the way. Seriously. Castaway, <laughs> Apollo 13. Like, he pisses in a lot of movies. That's funny. Um, but, the, yeah, and the, he plays a really convincing, like, doesn't give a shit drunk. Like, even more so than Walter Matthau, I think, right, in yeah, Bad yeah. News Bears. Like, Tom Hanks is fucking great. He's Tom Hanks for a reason. Yeah. So, Tom Hanks. See, I, I think I disagree with that part. I think Walter Matthau gives less of a shit than Tom Hanks, but he not by much. drunk as well. Yeah, but my best character, like I said, was like a really toss-up between those two. But, yeah. yeah. What was yours? I also said Tom okay. Hanks. Yeah. Same reasons? or Yeah, basically the same reasons. I, I like that... And it's it's maybe it's some of the he he embodies the character really well. Um, I like that, you know, about halfway through this film, he starts to like. He's invested. It's, it, it, nothing happens that makes him invested. He just starts paying attention. But they, they kind of win. They start winning, and he's like, "Well, Wait, what the fuck?" They well, start no, it's, winning. It's not, it's not like that. I mean, he he's kind of he starts calling out Dottie on her bolt. He's like, yeah. Are you, "You're seriously gonna fucking bunt." Yeah. On like your best hitter when you got a girl on yeah. third, like you're she, fucking stupid. She's yeah. doing it on purpose you know? to like get him right, going, right, right, to get it, yeah. Like, and uh, yeah, no, he he, you're right. He he goes from being like a fall down drunk or whatever. He's he's he is funny. He's sad. Uh, he's consoles people. He's serious. He's the father figure. Like he does everything in this movie. He's a great fucking character. He's Tom, fucking Tom Hanks. All right, well I'm gonna <laughs> pick somebody well, else. I fucking dare you. I'm gonna blow your guys' mind here. <laughs> All right, I wanted to go with Walter Matthau, but he got my favorite character. Uh-huh. Okay, so I'm going with Tom Hanks. Mind <laughs> uh, yeah, blown. There was no other choice for me. They both play washed up alcoholics. Yeah, okay, right. I think he had more inter- interesting character details, Walter Matthau. But man, for the money, man, Tom Hanks is owning it. He hits anger. Yeah. He hits comedic beats. And let me ask you guys a question, okay? Tom Hanks before this movie, what do you guys know him as? Before, before this. Before movie? this movie, the Burbs. <laughs> I watched that a lot as a kid. It would have to be something like that. The Burbs, Burbs Money Pit, and Big. And Money Joe Pit. Joe versus yeah, yeah. the Volcano. I, I, yeah, Joe Vol- versus the Volcano. I think this is the movie. Uh, yeah, this is yeah. one of his most unappreciated performances. Sure. I think this is the movie that when most people, I think, took him serious. Like, mm-hmm. I want to start putting him in fucking Castaway and Apollo 13. Gotcha. I think this was the movie that's like, yeah, he has... like a year before Philadelphia, yeah. which he won a Best Actor. Exactly. Then, I think this was the movie that put later. him in the limelight. I think this is like, wow, this guy has, you know, he can play serious. Mm-hmm. But he has comedic beats, you know. I think this is the movie that turned him into an uh, to an actor. Sure. Um, yeah, I loved his role. I think this is the movie that started taking him serious. So I'm going with Tom Hanks, 100 percent with Best Actor in League of Their Own. Really like that addition you threw in. Well, yeah. thank you, sir. Yeah, that was very good, very well thought very out. Very Kyle right? moment. That's why I go last. <laughs> <laughs> Just to you make need sure. to drink more often. You're very, <laughs> you're very more drunk. You're more intelligent. You speak more clearly <laughs> when you're drinking. All right, so best scene. Wait till you hear my best scene. <laughs> <laughs> it's all downhill from it's, here. It's for fucking Joe again. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> for me, uh, I'm going Bull Durham. Fuck you guys. Oh, God um, damn you. Fuck you, Joe. Bull. I'm going the mountain visit scene. Um, when he, it's like after uh, 
Nuke's dad is in, in the stand, so he's kind of freaking out a little bit. And uh, he's got something. They keep talking about he's breathing out of the wrong eyelid because yeah. he's going through all these weird, like, things that Annie keeps telling him to, like, freak him out and shit. And they all start huddling up, and then it's just crash. It's just crashing Nuke at the, the mound at first. And then the third baseman comes over, and he's like, hey, Jimmy and Millie are getting <laughs> married. And it's, like, out of fucking nowhere. And then the first baseman comes over, and he's like, I think my wife put a hex on my glove, and I need, like, a rooster. You guys yeah. need to sacrifice Which a rooster. Which goes back also to Major League. Yeah, it goes back to Major League. Voodoo. That's great. And, like, they're just talking about all this shit that has nothing to do with the fucking game they're in the middle well, of. I love how the assistant manager comes out and he's like actually helping them work yeah, on the issue. Yeah, like, he comes out and he's like, what's going on guys? He's like, well, we've got <laughs> Jimmy Miller getting married and they've only known each other for five days. You know, Nuke's dad's in the stands and he's breathing on the wrong eyelid. Jose needs to get a hex taken off of his glove yeah. and he's like, and we have no idea what to get Millie and Jimmy for their wedding present. He's like, candles. Yeah. Candles. Yeah, great candles, present. obviously. Like, in, in Bull Durham, did someone get kicked for calling him a cock or something like that? Yeah, and, and that's that's the second half of the scene. Yeah. Because he goes, he goes back and uh, the next, it, Nuke's still a little bit out of it, and the ball gets hit, and it's it gets thrown into crash, and he clearly tags the guy out at home, and the ref, the ump calls him safe. And so he gets up in his face, and he's like, that's a, that's a cocksucking call! And he's like, did you call me a cocksucker? He's no, I said it was a cocksucking call. Do you want me to call you a cocksucker? Because I'll call you a cocksucker. You can't throw me out unless I call you a cocksucker. Yeah, you great, can't call me out unless I call you a cocksucker. Isn't that a great comparison, cocksucker. though, to A League of Their Own, yeah. where he gets yeah. ejected, ultimately, for calling him a penis and a hat? Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> But I'm, yeah, mound, mound visit slash. Well, what the fuck do we scene. know? <laughs> <laughs> All right, what was yours? My favorite scene was when Ricky Vaughn comes out of the wild thing. You mean it wasn't fucking? Yeah. yeah. You mean it wasn't fucking Bull Durham? It wasn't. It wasn't that that time <laughs> that the crash fucked Susan Sarandon. <laughs> no, it wasn't for like three days straight. Apparently, like Jesus yeah, Christ. No, um, not. I mean, I'm right there with you, bud. But like, uh, no, Ricky Vaughn walking out the wild thing is such a badass. Moment like that slow mo like wild thing shit like we we need somebody to save us uh-huh. and it's fucking wild thing you know yeah, that, that's cool the first time with those like shitty glasses yeah with his shit yeah he's yeah. got the glasses on and he's ready to fuck somebody up like yeah, yeah absolutely all right my best scene was there's no crying in baseball <laughs> slash ejection scene yeah. yeah yeah okay so there's there's no crying in baseball and then Jimmy says. He tells this lady, right, he goes, Roger Hornsby was my manager, and he called me a talking pile of pig shit, and that was when my parents drove all the way down from Michigan to see me play the game, and did I cry? And then the umpire comes over, he's like, hey, maybe you should take, you should a, take, take it, it easy, take it easy, you know, treat it like your mother or whatever. He goes, did anyone ever tell you you look like a penis with a little hat on? <laughs> There's so much anger, comedy, right. energy, just comedic timing. Within that whole scene, that is a perfect scene to me. Yeah, it is. You really know, it goes good. every level. So I, I thought that was just fantastic. So I'm going with that for my favorite scene. <laughs> which takes us to defining moment. Defining moment. What is defining moment, Kyle? Defining moment is anything. It's almost a, a hodgepodge wild card. Like you're, mm-hmm. you're a poster, uh, a song, uh, right. a score, uh, a specific scene, just an image that sticks yeah. out in your mind. Sometimes it's, the, it's the, the first thing I think of when I in the marathon. Exactly. Right. Sometimes it's what would I take with me if I was going to write a screenplay or film a movie, you know? Right. That's right. what I learned. So what was yours? Uh, for me, when I think of this baseball marathon, and I said it earlier, Beer! when I think of sports <laughs> movies, I hear Bob Uecker's voice going oh, off in yeah. my head. And, and Bob Uecker was, was perfect. Um, we already talked about, like, he's the funniest shit in any of these goddamn movies. Um, he he kind of ties these scenes together. Like, because sports movies, like, 
a real sports game is like three, four hours fucking long, so you got to cut it down somehow. And using mm-hmm. Bob Euchre as those segues in between yeah, games and, and and stuff like that works out perfectly. And it also works to like give you that exposition where he's like, you know, judging, you know, the Indians are one of you, and judging by the attendance, you haven't noticed. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like basically saying like, yes, we're winning games now, but people still aren't coming in. How are we getting you guys in here? He he does a great job with all that exposition. Uh, he was my backup for uh, uh, actor, yeah. supporting actor, mm-hmm. um, and just that that voice became synonymous with it. And I think he's the only person who was in every major league movie because um, they did like three or four of them. And like they really, yeah. Were they all Charlie Sheen? Uh, Charlie Sheen's in the second one. I, most of the cast is in the second one. They replaced Wesley Snipes with like Omar Gooding or something. Mm-hmm. I don't somebody, um, or uh, and then. Uh, yeah, Tom Berenger's in it and stuff, but Bob Euchre's in it, and I think he's in the the minor league one that they do for Major League. So yeah, Bob Euchre is just fucking great. Right on. My defining moment was when <clears throat> uh, Dottie and Kit get to Chicago for the tryouts. Not not the, and like they they walk through the hall out into Wrigley Field. Mm-hmm. It's called Harvey Field or whatever. But as soon as you walk out, you see the Ivy. Wrigley Field is so iconic. If you, you don't even really you, need to know baseball. You know it's right. Wrigley Field. You, you know, if you're a Cubs fan or whatever, if you watch baseball at all, like, it, when you see the Ivy on the backfield, like, I, I immediately was like, I'm just going to double check that this is Wrigley. But, like, yeah, and it just <laughs> makes you feel at home. You know what I mean? That's what – baseball is nostalgic to me. You know, like, I grew up watching baseball and collecting baseball cards and um, going to, you know, Comiskey Park or whatever and watching the, watching the Sox and, like um, – that's you know what I mean. So when, when there's that familiarity, like when they walk out onto the field, and it's like I know that field. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I've, I've been to that field. Like that's super cool. Yeah. You like, know. You know what? I gotta add to that, man. That's that's really cool. <clears throat> I went to um, I can't was it the hundredth year of Wrigley Field? To, I forget what it was. My wife and I went to that um, that big ceremony. That that sure. big that big thing. And I'm not a baseball fan at all. I I watch. I can get into like the first couple innings. And that's so boring. I'm a diehard base, a basketball fan, diehard Pacer fan, man. There's just something about the rhythm and and the fucking pace of the game I love. I'm not a football fan either. and uh, But there's something about that, that cannot be replicated, the, the baseball experience. I fucking love at least what I know of Chicago. Like my wife mm-hmm. and I, my wife and I went to Chicago for that hundredth year of Wrigley Field or wherever it was. I, I, I can't, for, I can't remember now because I'm not a huge baseball fan. Yeah. But I knew it was a, a, a monta, monumental, monumental, monumental <laughs> moment. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm kind of drunk, but um, <laughs> I, I, there's something about the uh, the surrounding of Wrigley Field that was so cool. We went into yeah, like Wrigleyville. Yeah, we whatever it is, but we went to the places that got nachos and beers and you could get autographed baseball bats and it was just so fucking cool being in that that environment. Mm-hmm. And then going into the game, I was buzzed thankfully because yeah. after the third or fourth <laughs> inning, I was like, "What the fuck are they doing, man? <laughs> Hit a home run and take us home, man." You're right though. There, there is a the there's something about the experience. Yeah. I, I used to love. I remember being a kid and you know you get off the train or you, you park. However, if you're if you're even, expensively even, park, if you're a mile, you can be a mile away from the, the from the stadium or from the field. And every you, step and you is hear just the, more exciting. You hear the you hear the organ yeah. music. Yeah, you it's know what so I mean? like, cool. And yeah, it just. Even though I'm not a baseball fan, you got to go through all those innings. I would go any time I was invited just to experience that. It's a special thing. It really is. It really is. I love it. You know, and we tried to replicate that a little bit. We went to Kirby's um, tonight, which is you know probably the closest thing we have in Lafayette, Indiana. It's a Chicago bar. Chicago bar. It's a Chicago bar. It truly is. We had you know uh, hot dogs. I have 
Coors, Budweiser, all kinds of stuff. And then afterwards, we're gonna have you know, if uh, we have a slice of apple pie before we leave, man, <laughs> it's gonna be cool, man. We had hot dogs, beer, so it's just really cool. I, I really appreciate the uh, the themes and just the, the experience of that. Um, so let me talk about my defining moment. My runner up, real quick, was um, God damn, Madonna is so fucking hot and sexy. <laughs> <laughs> she is so hot and sexy. But the only thing that turned me off, I was doing some research on these. Do you like, think Madonna's sexier than Gina fuck. Davis in that movie? I do. There's no fucking oh, way. Yeah. Madonna looks a lot better as a brunette than a blonde. Oh my she god. I, I agree with you. Yeah. All the way May does it for oh, me. No, all, the way, all the way May is great. All the way it? May. I just, my mind goes wild, dude. What will she do? I don't know. But anyway, all the way May just goes crazy for me. <laughs> I, uh, there's, there's moments in this, the, okay, well, all the way May was sexy, but then I heard, like, I started doing research and like, I don't know about you guys. I don't know, man. The way I do these things, I'm very curious about this too. I don't know if I've ever talked to you about about this in, in extremes, but like for me to get, like, I have five, I have seven pages here of notes. Okay. I, I have to like write these out, print them out. I have to have a guideline. And some people like Josh Collard's one of those guys that he is he is better not having notes. Josh oh, yeah. Josh Collard is so good on the fly. And he was like, Brad, I feel so bad because I just I don't I'm not prepared as you. I'm like, dude, that's not a bad thing. I have to have notes. Right. I prefer you not to have notes because you're better on the fly. Yeah. I think actually you're the, a lot of the same way, you know. And I think that some people are just like that. I have to have all these notes. I have to have background, which kills me since I'm fucking doing this shit. <laughs> Marathons versus right. fucking weekly episodes because I have to live and breathe it. And I'm not as good. I have to prepare, really prepare. And uh, I was like, I was preparing for this. And I found out that Madonna is fucking hated in Evansville. Fucking no 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 no! It took, wow, it took, it your took, research no, for, went real real for, for defining moment. Like I was like, I love Madonna, but knowing that she talks shit about Evansville, like so much to this day, Evansville fucking hates her <laughs> to what? the core because she was like, you know, they're fucking rednecks. They still fucking suck. There's like video interviews of her online <laughs> what talking, talking so about weird. how bad Evansville sucks. <laughs> so no, that's no. not a what the fuck moment. That, that it kind of is, a defining but, moment. No, no, this, <laughs> this is runner-up, though. Runner-up. Oh, okay. runner Madonna being hot is his runner-up. <laughs> no, runner-up. She is so fucking hot. And I'm like, that sucks that she just comes in with her swag, her Madonna swag. And, and I see her as a sexy chick that could fit into a small town. And then she just talks shit about that small town. To okay. this day, everyone's like, fuck you. Um, my other runner-up was the the baseball uniforms <laughs> were so fucking hot. In a league of their own. I want to get my wife a baseball uniform from a league of their own. I don't know if they saw them on Amazon. Mm. Even Rosie O'Donnell's fucking smoking. Fuck yeah. But she's not bad looking. No, you know, in all seriousness, I'm going to be honest with you. She's not bad looking. She's not bad looking in a league of their own. She's pretty slim in for so, what she usually is. So defining moment. You know, like I talked earlier, it's something that I can uh, apply to a screenplay or movie if I was filming, okay? And the other one is, you know, something that I just think about. Like, looking back at some of my past marathons, I like to do this in case there's there's a lot of new listeners. Mm -hmm. um, there's, it, it surprises me. You know, I look back at, like, some of the older marathons, and people are listening to those, which is kind of cool. Yeah. You know, they're, listening, they're still listening to our, our, um, our war marathon from a fucking year ago, yeah. which excites me. So I just want to call back to some of my past ones, and it's a J the James Bond theme. When I did James Bond, right. it's like the first thing, obviously, you think about it. Fucking James sure. Bond theme is so cool. Um, no shoes in Die Hard. Taking yeah. something away from a fucking character is so important. Uh, Chinatown. 
don't hesitate to scar up your character if it's going to be better. And Chinatown didn't even get my best movie. I, I think Chinatown is completely overrated, but take something away from your character. You know, right. I think that I think that's good. If you, because the scar up his face, mm-hmm. his whole fucking face, I don't care if it's Brad Pitt to fucking, you know, Robert De Niro, Robert sure. Redford, fucking scar up his face if it's for the screenplay. Um, another one would be Watchmen, you know, montage, the opening montage. So important. But um, so for this, I cannot get over the fact, man, if I was going to write a movie, do a screenplay tomorrow, it's Walter Matthau. It's character design. You know, like if I was going to, I don't care if I'm writing an apocalypse movie, a horror movie, a comedy, you have to make your character stand out. That's just how it is. Right. And to me, Walter Matthau really stood out with his his alcoholic beverages, you know, like having mm-hmm. different like Coors and Budweiser and Miller Lite. <laughs> I was like, that's cool. I don't care if you have like a zombie killer who uses an axe, a fucking crossbow or, you know, just whatever in every scene. Mm-hmm. Or if you're doing a, a comedy, you know, I, you just have to give detail it's to that. You have to give that to, for him to stand out, especially in, in this age that we live in mm-hmm. where there's so many genre films. And Walter right. Matthau, I love that about him. That it was like so cool just to see on screen. That was a, it, it, it takes him from just like a guy who's a drunk to a guy who's a really kind of pathetic drunk. Pathet- who's like, yeah, I'll just drink yeah. anything you put in front of me. For sure. So crying. just, yeah, I, I love it. I fell in love with that. And I, I would hope that I would... I would see that within film. I knew that actually before going in because I was doing research going into it. Sometimes I do research after a film. Sometimes I do research during a film, before a film. And that one actually I knew before. And I'm actually glad I knew it because I, I hope that wouldn't escape me. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, I, I, you know, I, I read it. I watched it. I, it popped out to me. And I was like, to this, if I was to write a screenplay tomorrow, I would make sure that my character had quirks <clears throat> like Walter right. Matthau and, and, and Bad News Bears. So that was my defining moment right there. All right. Um, let's go into best director, best uniform, sexy uniform, <laughs> <laughs> best uniform. Well, Sandlot, yeah. <laughs> Sandlot. <laughs> that one weird. Yeah, <laughs> mm. that's quickly. Welcome <laughs> to Adventures in Video World number one. Chris <laughs> looks so good in those pants. Um, what will, I, I always wonder what will be that episode that we fuck up <laughs> so bad <laughs> that'll be like I have to change the fucking name. I, I'm Todd. <laughs> <laughs> All right, best um, director. Best director. Um, I'm going Penny Marshall for A League of Their Own. Why? Um, there's a couple different reasons. One, that's a woman who directed that movie. Like, that's fucking phenomenal. We don't get that enough in Hollywood, and we got a really fucking fantastic movie. What happened there. to fucking Penny Marshall, though? Man? Uh, Penny Marshall, she still directs some stuff here and there. Like, She's doing, I think, a Dennis Rodman documentary. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think... <laughs> Is that in your notes? Sure. <laughs> it's not in my notes, but I know that for a fact. That's weird. Um, but no, uh, you know, A League of Their Own kind of encompasses a, a lot of shit. Like you said, uh, really good acting. It's a, it's a well-put-together cast. Um, you know, we talked about the music and the time setting and, and the cinematography for everything. Um, it, it's, it's a remarkable kind of story that's being told, and it has to be told in the right way. It has to be told with humor, but that humor kind of has to be handled... You know, in a careful way because you're also dealing with World War II and death and like misogyny and all this, oh. all these big like sort of things. Um, and and it, I know you don't like the beginning and the end. I, I don't I don't really like those either. But again, casting those actors like almost every single person they cast playing the older person. Yeah, I, I don't like how it's really. Impressive. I don't like how it's filmed, but I think I could see it really well on the screenplay. If I yeah. read it, yeah. I think I'd be okay with it. I, like I think like on, if I were to show you the it sounds if okay. I show you the pictures of like. 
who those people are. Like, I just show you the old person picture. I'm like, who do you think they're playing in this movie? You could pick them out. I, I agree with you. Yeah. And I think that's one of the best I've ever seen in a movie. Um, so, yeah. Like, Penny Marshall. Fucking, fucking killing it. Good good job, Penny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I know I talked a lot of shit about Bull Durham, but I think Ron Shelton probably did the best as far as direction goes. He got a lot out of the... He got a lot out, 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 out of the actors. He got... He's a former minor... <laughs> He's a, <laughs> fuck you, Jobu. He's a, he's a former minor league ball player. Um, you know, he didn't he didn't you know make it very far. He didn't get out of that. There was the Baltimore Farm League or something like that. Um, so he knows a little bit about you know Jobu k- kind of getting shit on by baseball. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, I think you see that in the film. And there's that there's an authenticity that I think he brings to it. He wrote the script I, as yeah, well. I mean, so yeah, uh, yeah. That's why he's my best. Okay. I'm gonna crack open a, a Bud Light real quick. Tall boy. So let's, bottles yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. Bottles got. Oh yeah. Oh, I forgot. Oh, you just so, I know. That, I know you can't see this, but Brad is using a church key to open something to open a twist off. <laughs> I didn't even know that. <laughs> My defining moment is church key. <laughs> I had no idea what a church key is. I just call it the Dunedin, Florida alligator bottle opener. <laughs> But yeah, it is a yeah, twist off. Because church key is a lot harder to say. Oh, no, 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 no. You're spelling it. You're spelling it. Oh, shit. Oh, you're spelling it. You slammed it down too hard there, Brad. Chug. Chug, chug. All right, we're all good. Okay. So my best director went to Penny Marshall. Woo! Get fucked. Yeah, get fucked. Is <laughs> that bold fucking groupie Durham? That's so, the only thing you took out of that movie. That's the only thing that's in the movie. Nothing. <laughs> that dude, that's his... I think talk about Penny Marshall. Pussy <laughs> or baseball? Kevin Costner wants the groupie pussy over the fucking baseball win. Um, the W. I think that flag would be a, a fucking du- instead of a W. The flag would have a huge P for pussy on it. GP for groupie pussy. It's so gross. Lowercase D. <laughs> so I went with uh, Penny Marshall. Um, was that she really pushed for this movie? Like this was her movie. She wanted uh, Jimmy and Dottie to get together at the end of the movie. Really? You know, yeah, she, there was a yeah, there was supposed to be exactly. <laughs> yeah. I really yeah. appreciate that. It would have went to like I like the uh, the somber real story of of her like waiting for her husband to come sure. home from war, and if she would have fell for Jimmy, that would have just took something out of it for me. A lot yeah. more. Oh, some absolutely. things took something out of it for me. There's other things that took it out from that would have really went overboard if she fell in love with Jimmy. I think it was really cool that she was waiting for her husband to get home, and that she did go with her husband. That she overly came. Back because of the love of the game, you sure. know, not because of Jimmy, and uh, that was so special. That's a great call, and it was because yeah, she, of her. She almost came back more for the love of her sister too. Yeah, there was a like, ki- yeah. in the original screen. I guess in the original screenplay, there was a kiss between her and Jimmy, Ugh. and it all comes back to the uh, the love of the game, and it was going to distract audiences, you know, and, and make them think it was a love story. And it's not a love story. Right. It's it's so much more than a love story. It's about these. These girls that had to take up the the game because all the men were gone to World War Two, you know. So I think that was so important. And so I appreciate that. And then she, as earlier, I think she really catapulted Tom Hanks. You know, she directed big, okay. But I think it was really cool for her to direct big. And I think you know that probably that lends some credence. I think you talk sure. you know top five. Tom Hanks movies, and without thinking about it, you know, yeah. I, th- I would say probably say big, you know, again without doing a marathon or verses, um, but really to to give him this role in a league of their own before Apollo thirteen, Castaway, all these big films, you know, Terminal, Saving Private Ryan, mm-hmm. I think this was the big film that gave him his break, and it was Penny Marshall that gave it to him. So I think there's a lot of things that she had, 
you know, control of, you know, that she she really pushed. And being a female director, I think she really gave this film some credence. So, mm-hmm. sure. yeah, I would cool. say uh, Penny Marshall. So, uh, good choice. Yeah. So, uh, worst picture. Um, I'm I'm going the Sandlot for me. Wow, I didn't <laughs> expect that. Yes. Um, I'm going Sandlot, and it's not it's not that I don't I don't dislike Sandlot in, in any way. It's uh just it's it's a movie that I think is based more on nostalgia. Like the things that I like so much about it are. Are the nostalgic hits from watching it a lot as a kid? Like, yeah, there was a I lot. I think of, they hit those those beats really sure. well. But that's that's sure. Yeah. Uh, great lines. I, the lines will still stick with me forever. Like forever. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, just it's it's a little bit of a hodgepodge of a movie. Sometimes it rushes itself. Sometimes it, you know, in some of the the middle of the movie, they're just jumping from day to day, like really right. quickly, and then. You know, there's a weird lost sense of time when that ball goes yeah. over the fence. Like, how fuck? How many days is that shit over there? Because they're doing a lot of shit to get that ball yeah. back. Like, is this all happening in one day? Right. Like, I don't know. And then you got that pickle scene is really long. Like, it's interesting, but it's long. It feels like an after school special in right. some it regards. Does sometimes. Um, yeah. And and it, when it comes to the acting, like it's a bunch of kid actors, like not really, not not really Dude, doing anything they do special. Serviceable enough. They, they do service enough. Yeah. Serviceable enough. But I think I think there are some actors uh, in Bad News Bears at a similar age doing yeah. better stuff. I, I I will say I don't think it deserves the fifty percent rotten yeah, tomatoes. Absolutely not. But I don't think it deserves the cult status that it's at. Where you see like um, I sent you guys a T-shirt. I sent um, the the group a, 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 the shirt. There's like does this. Is this a baseball shirt? It had like mm. George Washington drinking a beer, and I think you said no. They have baseballs. I go, well, fucking damn! Right. <laughs> you know, I, I can't go against my own rules. Right. So if you guys don't say it's a baseball shirt, well, fuck me. So I, I, the other shirt I didn't send a picture to you guys was of Sandlot. It says, you know, like it had smalls on it, right? Mm-hmm. And I go. I, I didn't even send that to you because I was like, I, don't, I didn't want to fucking wear that. <laughs> you know? But I don't think it deserves the 50. I don't think mm-hmm. it deserves the cult status. It's somewhere in between. It's You know, if I was rating it, I, it's it's about a three. It's a good movie. I like, I like a, watching yeah, it. It's, I, it's a three that I'll watch a lot. It's a three or 3.5 to me. I agree with that. Yeah. I don't know, man. I mean, I mean, yeah, It honestly, it, it won some awards for me or whatever, mm-hmm. but it's, you know, I was out the other day. In fact, I was, I was having lunch the other day with Rob and... Um, we were sitting down and we were talking about the marathon coming up. And as we were talking, the one of the ladies working in the kitchen said to somebody else, "Like, oh, you're killing me, Smalls, or whatever." And it's like, before that, you, she didn't even know. No, she was not involved in the conversation. Cool. It was just like, you know, what I mean, like that's how iconic this movie is. I think there's I mean? no, like there's no, um, you know, there's no crying at baseball. I think is a better quote that's probably all, than yeah, there. yeah. But you know, you play ball like a, a girl. girl. Is yeah. also like I think it's generational. Yeah. It may you know, be. Sure. I think it's generational for sure. Yeah. What, what was, was yours? Thing? My worst movie was Bad News Bears. It, Ooh, hands down. Yeah. I, I don't. What What did it get on? Um, on it's high. It's, it's high. fucking high as fuck. It's, it's like a ninety-six. Yeah. <clears throat> It's not no ninety. It's no ninety six. <laughs> I, I don't think that the the child actors in Bad News Bears are are better. Yeah. Are not. They're not markedly better than. They're not forty percent better or whatever. Than <laughs> Sandlot. Um, that's my. That's my wife's first movie. She's like, what the. F- Fuck was this that we watched? Bad News Bears. She didn't watch yeah. all of them. She watched like three, and she was like, "I'm done watching this shit." <laughs> I, I didn't. It was okay. Yeah, it was I okay. Didn't, I, I don't. I don't have any desire to watch it no. again. Sure. Um, After I, Walter Matthau and his character and his character beats, that's all I could. Yeah, no, and I, and I appreciate that. And, and the <clears throat> and the uh, the girl, you know, that was that was it for me. The, 
I yeah, I don't he like I, I kind of touched on it on the villain thing or whatever. Like yeah. he doesn't teach these kids shit. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like yeah. he doesn't teach them anything. Yeah. He brings in two fucking ringers to do it. He's a terrible fucking influence. You know, like I mean, Big time. Um, and I just don't think I don't think the music's not especially the, the interesting. In, the, but, can I speak to this real quick? The yeah. worst influence was at the end, you know, especially for being the catapult for children's sports movies. Sure. The other team wins the award, right? Uh-huh. And they're they're actually pretty cool about yeah, it. Yeah, they are surprisingly cool about they're it. They're like, I, hey, you guys aren't that good as of a baseball team, but you know what? You know, like, hey, you you guys gave us a good a good run, right? Yeah, congratulations. And what do they do? They take their second place trophy, they throw it on the ground, <laughs> flip them off, pretty much. They yeah. fuck you, Joe Boo. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they say fuck you and they run off. I'm like, what the. F- what yeah. the fuck? What have you taught them? Nothing. Nothing. You've not taught them anything. Like especially now that Billy Wilder and Tarantino both say this is a, is a great fucking right. You know thing. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't, I don't get where you're coming from with it. I it was. I think it's Tarantino. It was one Tarantino's I had favorite fun movie. with it. I guess. I, I do. Th- I do like the, the ending though that they lose. Like they were initially supposed to win that yeah, game. That's and cool. like and like Letting this is one lose. of like the first sports movies where like you're kind of let it's down. Not credit, at the like it's not. It's not Credit Kid. It's not Credit Kid or Rocky where the fucking the underdog wins. Yeah, your underdog. I do like that. Your underdog comes out of out of nowhere to get to the final game and they lose. He does, yeah. Good point, right. my friend. Rocky loses, bro. <laughs> it's been a year since we've done the box. Which is that Rocky is a gold medal winner, and I know he won. <laughs> he won. He won up here. Yeah. Okay. He <laughs> um, yeah. Bad news, bear. It, it just didn't. It didn't. Of all the films, I, I just it does. It didn't do anything for me, yeah. man. It really didn't. Man, I am almost right there with you, bro. Like, it was my second. Where I'm like. Okay, if I there was two movies I was gonna bet mo- money on, like Vegas money, yeah, it'd be Bull Durham, and it would been like you know like Bad News Bears. Mm-hmm. They're the and, highest rated. Yeah, the highest rated. And Bad News Bears. I was like, what the fuck, man? Like, I like, I really enjoyed the character beats, but like, I agree with you at the end. Like, he didn't teach them shit. Nope. I like yeah. his character outline, but the center of him was not that great. Um, but then, yeah, my my worst pick was fucking hands down. Bull fucking Durham, man. Yeah. Bull Durham, like, this highly rated film, I could give, give sh- two shits less about a, a catcher and a pitcher wanting to fuck this same chick, man. That's all <laughs> that's the, you took dude, out that, of it, that's all, that's the, That is the main beat of the screenplay. That's like, that it's is there. The, but I would there's like also this, a huge part about, you know, like, baseball this old catcher t- teaching this young pitcher how to actually be And then fucking his girlfriend. <laughs> that is. The, would you would you agree that's the core? It's about it's it's a romance. It's sure, it's, it's fucking s- twisted, <laughs> sick, gross romance of sticking your dick in someone who who fucks somebody else. And I'm like, I don't get that. If, if we were on the same team and you fuck someone, even if she was fucking like, um, fucking. Kate Upton. Kate Upton. Yes, Kate. Kate Upton. Hot. Right. I'd be like, yeah, I want to fuck her, dude. Straight up. <laughs> But you stuck your dick in her, so I'll wait for the next hottie to come around. I don't get this at all. Or you wait a while. And it's not like, okay, Kevin Costner's like, man, Kate Upton, man, I really want to fuck her, but God, I'm just kind of confused. Ray's like, no, I know you fucked her. But I want to fuck her too. Right after you <laughs> fucked her, that's that's what I got out of this movie. When did he like fuck her immediately after she fucked him? Never. It was pretty, I think it was at the end of the movie. Like, how long was it before? It was like three were, days. Three <laughs> days after he fucked her. That's so. There's there's a, a little, there's a little bit of splooge up in that pussy, dude. That I'm not fucking with, dude. Would you fuck a chick like Kate Upton? Would you fuck Kate Upton three days after I fucked her? No. <laughs> and this no, is the man. best goddamn screenplay. 
<laughs> Worst fucking movie. <laughs> I swear to God. I will. Okay. I because I, I just want to go back because real quick about, about Bad News Bears. There, there was. There were things about it that I really, I really did like, though. I mean, like mm-hmm. I, I, I went, I, I, um, I didn't talk about it in my best quotes, but like I, I actually sent, I made myself a note. I sent it to myself, and one of my favorite quotes was the, uh, "God damn it, nobody's, <laughs> nobody's vote counts around here but mine." Now get your gear on, get your fat ass behind that plate before I kick it up there, and the rest of you pansy ass quitters, move your asses before I get upset. <laughs> like, that shit's fucking good, man. That's good. <laughs> He's like eleven you years old. Chocolate. <laughs> For energy, <laughs> but then no one gives a shit that, that like like that no one. I didn't even see any parents. Did you? <laughs> no, there's no, no parents. parents except for the the, the mayor or whatever. Yeah. Like, but the old alcoholic teacher yeah. kids who gives a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this comes down to so the major best fucking best picture. Best picture, man. Um, this one comes down to a to a few factors because I. I enjoy watching all these movies, and I, you know, if I'm, if I'm, if I'm in the mood to watch, if I'm in the mood to watch a sports movie, I'd happily pop any of these in. Okay, um, that's that's just me. I like baseball a little more than you do. That's that's cool. Right. Let's go, okay, best picture. Oh, oh, um, but what are, what are we doing today? We are doing baseballs and comedies. And baseball and comedies. Baseball comedies. So it's got to be a movie that that hits the punches on baseball and it's got to be a movie that hits the punches on comedy. Mm-hmm. And to me, the one that I would put in the most if I'm looking for a baseball comedy is Major League. Yeah. Major yeah. League was hands down my favorite. It it I don't think it was the worst in anything other than that weird fucking song and the weird, you know, he yeah. is raping some woman basically. Um but it's it's all fucking just Great, like it's humor that, and like I, I'm laughing so fucking much, and I'm getting real like hard laughs through right. a lot of this too. Um, you have a, a great look for these some of these characters. Um, I really love. We didn't talk about Willie Mays Hayes very often, but like yeah. that's a character I just fucking love. Um, and Serrano, like all these players are like unique. They have their own quirks and they have their own like downfalls and successes, and it's it's the best as far as the ensembles go for me in, in this this marathon league of your own is pretty close where everyone kind of gets their own beats and punches but major league just has that that little bit extra even like smaller characters like harris the the older pitcher is getting getting shit right um and i loved lou brown like he was my favorite <laughs> other than uh tom hanks like one of my favorite coaches in in sports movies um it's it's funny when it's funny it's good when it's good it's it's a simple story and they they hit it and it's still still quotable, and, and yeah. I I used people in in real sports now. You hear just, just a, a bit, bit outside yeah, yeah. all the time, and Bob Euchre fucking drives home the the winning point for me. Uh, can I come in on that real quick? No. So uh, no, <laughs> like, fuck you. Let's go ahead. You so, just get shit about on Bull Durham and <laughs> sex scenes again. So no, it, it, Bull Durham was a fucking shit movie. <laughs> but let, <laughs> let me let me say this: like I was worried too about going into the baseball comedy. I think out of all the marathons we've done, I think baseball comedy was really the 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 one that kind of it was hard to do because I think so. It was hard to do because there's there's you don't have very many baseball comedies. Even what would you compare it to? Even when we did like. Um, Political campaign move, you know, marathon. Yeah, like for, the small for, scale for alien invasions, we had some issues alien. getting. Yeah, some it, there, there's a couple of those are hard. Um, so with this one here, I was worried that Major League is the funniest. You know, it's it's the more it's you know even if you don't like Major League, I mean, yeah. there's no doubt about it. It's it's 
they're throwing a lot of comedy sure. at you. I mean, you know, like Sandlot is a coming of age comedy. You know, you have Bull Durham is a romantic comedy drama. You know, um, even League of Their Own is a comedy drama as well. Sure. So I think Major League is the one that's the the most slapstick comedy. Right. It's a yeah. So I couldn't judge it by that when I get to mine. Um, but that's what I was worried about. Like I, I honestly think that that this would have been awesome to put like major league mm-hmm. against like a field of dreams and let's just talk about the fucking best goddamn baseball movie is it comedy is it drama what is it you know i think that would have been fucking really interesting um so i can't wait to talk about my but i couldn't i couldn't yeah. gauge it off the best comedy and, and, and that's difficult like comedy is something that's uh, avoided pantheon for the most part like roger yeah. rabbit's a, a comedy but it's it's definitely yeah. got like detective beats and stuff and like it we haven't really done any marathons that are like full of comedy it's, it's part of the reason why i wanted to do this is because comedy is incredibly well, Velvet goldmine was hysterically bad <laughs> <laughs> wrong i voted pantheon on that um but, i'm talking to the wrong crowd right. um but <laughs> comedy as far as any genre goes is probably the most subjective oh. because there's so oh, many yeah. different styles you got slapstick and you've got dry british mm-hmm. humor and you've got pratt comedy like you've got all that stuff and i think because well, a lot of people i think when they looked at this marathon right when you said best comedy they're like a lot of people what were the not fuck like, are you like well, that's not fun that's not I, a funny I, well movie. i think the reason for that because at the end like i said at the end of the day the five you picked i think are the probably the best five baseball comedies if we're going to look at them yeah, you know it's a fine list i, I think it's a, it's a good list but i think a lot of people's problems were they said they saw major league yeah, Major League's fucking funny. And when you see Major League, you don't look at League of Their Own as a comedy. You don't look at Sandlot as a comedy. Bull Durham, because Major League is so fucking, it's airplane. It's right. It, right. It, it's it's that kind of comedy. So, but yeah, I, I agree with your list overall. Okay, so that's why I was like, uh, I, I can see people's bitches, but I don't think they're thinking it through all the way. Um, but I couldn't gauge mine off of like how you did, like best comedy, sure. because they were all kind of different. Sure. What was yours? My favorite movie is hands down Major League. I thought you were gonna say Bull Durham. <laughs> hands down Major League. It is the only one of these movies that I want to turn around immediately and watch again. I had never seen it. Yeah, that was gonna, that surprised me when you said. I'm that gonna too. quote the shit out of this movie for the rest of my life. <laughs> um, I really one of my favorite movies. It's in my top ten, um, and I don't give a fuck with it. I don't get. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know down Periscope is Down Periscope. Yeah, it one is. of my favorite fucking movies. I, it's my ultimate. Like I don't give a fuck what you say about it. Down Periscope is one of my favorite. I need movies. to rewatch that. I haven't and seen it, that for fucking I fifteen fucking years. I fucking love that movie. And like, there's a lot of that. Major League reminds me a lot of that. In this, it's there's you got a team of complete assholes and fuck ups, and they're put together specifically for the purpose of fucking up and losing. And they don't lose. You know what I mean? Like yeah. like they kind of they kind of realize midway through the like we're all fucking losers and like we're gonna come together and we're gonna do something right in our whole fucking life you know what i mean and like it i love that i really like that it like resonates with me for whatever reason and maybe just because it reminds me down periscope but like yeah major league was the, is the best so we, we all have weaknesses but we all have at least one strength let's just play to our strength. right exactly you know? exactly you yeah, know yeah. that's willie may starts putting it down and, yep. and stealing bases and you yeah. know ricky wears glasses even though he fucking hates it so they can pitch you know accurately and right you know jake works on getting that throw to second even though his knees are fucking killing him mm-hmm. you know like yeah yeah absolutely Okay. So, Ronald so says, fuck you, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. He finally abandons his pagan god. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
With with that said, um, I really need to revisit down Periscope. I really need to revisit down Periscope because you even said that for your AV assemble. I think it's yeah, number 10, it's, it's nine, always like it that. always will be in my yeah. Top so I'm really <laughs> curious. Are you uh, real quick? Do you guys want to change your top ten at all? Or are you guys cool? With I, that? I would I would love to go through it because. Um, You've learned a lot through marathon, probably, I right? I really have. Yeah, I mean, I, so I I had never seen Yojimbo. It's my I greatest. Never, you know what I mean? Like, it's my greatest cop out. My greatest cop out is not doing a top yeah, ten. You haven't fucking done. Oh one. yeah, because yeah. <laughs> I'm like I'm I'm too busy doing verses and top tens. I'm learning so much about you know defining moments is one of my favorite. Where I look back, I'm like, what would I do if I made a mm. movie? I would look back at all these you know different genres. So right. uh, no, but uh, looking at best picture. Uh, it was so hard because, like, I wasn't a fan of Bull Durham. I wasn't a fan of a, a lot of these movies. But when I look at it, Major League and Bull Durham was the movies I would have voted on. For sure. If, if I Vegas odds, right? Okay. But um, I think I don't think Major League held up for me. Like, maybe I put it on a pedestal, you know? Okay. Like, I didn't remember any of the Joe Boo stuff at all. So that stood out to me. I thought it was funny. <laughs> Clearly. But I remember, I remember Vaughn and Wild Thing just being so fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. And that didn't stand like if you would have asked me defining moment, I would wild thing. Yeah, yeah. It didn't stand up to me as as, as much as I remember. And so looking at looking back, I think my best my best picture overall had to be a league of their own. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like I thought that they they hit the comedic beats. I thought you know like taking this 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 whole marathon and sum it up as you know comedy romantic romantic uh, comedies. Dramas. I think this was the best film at all. And it hit drama comedy or comedy drama. Um, I thought that you know it's it's, it's the one that uh, that hit on the all American women's baseball team that, yeah. that flourished in this country. And I don't think a lot of people a true story. Yeah. I don't think a lot of people understood that. But right. taking that true story, I've never seen Forty Two. Okay, but yeah. I, I I I imagine in my head, and I could be wrong. I hope to do this next year. We'll see what happens. But I imagine Forty Two being a, a normal biopic. By by the beats, like what you would expect, but I think A League of Their Own kind of surpassed that. Mm -hmm. Like it was what you would expect, but then it added some really good comedic beats to it as well. So that was a good drama. That was a good comedy. Um, I really, if I'm going to rewatch any of these films, I would rewatch A League of Their Own. So I thought that was the best picture out of this entire marathon. But I I do have to give some credit to like Sandlot. I kind of went back on that. Like I, I don't love Sandlot at all. But I would say that I think they hit the beats for a coming-of-age story comedy. There, there are scenes that, like, like I expressed earlier, that fireworks scene mm-hmm. in the night sky where they're on the sandlot. Like, I remember playing basketball, you know, um, yeah. with the moon shining down on the court, you know, with my friends and, you know, trying to get that, you know, trying to win that game, you know. So there's yeah. some scenes that really resonated with me with Sandlot. But um, I have to go with uh, A League of Their Own for Best Picture. Okay. So at this time, we will count the Golden Idols. We will see who won, and we will be right back after this message on the spot. I, I can't do a on the spot advertisement uh, for you know Pope construction the Cubs. for the Cubs. I can't do a Pope construction. Do, do, Pope, construction. For, do Pope construction right now. <laughs> uh, Pope, Pope construction will construct your things. If you need wow. a dirty a dirty job done, call the Pope. <laughs> The dirty job guy. Yeah, you gotta give me one. The Pope's the dirty job guy. Yeah, he's the dirty Mike job Rowe? guy. He's the he's Mike Rowe. Mike. Fuck <laughs> Joe Boo. We'll be back but. in a few <laughs> seconds after this break. We are back, and after counting the golden idols, who is the winner? Well, first I want to jump into the Facebook poll. 
Right? Okay, let's do the Facebook. Because because we had we had a, a pretty disparaging number here. Um, Bull Durham got zero votes. Uh, bad, that. bad news. Out of all the whole marathon, the whole, it got zero from our no Facebook from, the, poll. from the from the poll. Okay, from the poll. From the poll. Yeah. This is strictly poll. Facebook poll first. Let's talk about the poll. Uh, bad news. Bears got two votes. Major League got four. The Sandlot got nine, and League of Their Own carried it with wow. fifteen. So nine really shows that Colt status thing. Right. Yeah, 15. which I think is important that we always hit the Colts. Right. The Colt status. Right. And, and, you know, take this with a grain of salt. These people did not watch all five of these movies like we just did. Sure. Yeah. You know, and I'm sure, like, if I were ranking them, uh, that probably would have been fairly close. To that's how why I, I ranked it before I watched it. It's these so movies. important because, like, that's this is the only time that we don't include the, the group in the vote for a Pantheon film. Because the reason I don't do that, because, man, we, we live and breathe these films right. for two, three weeks straight. So we should have a pretty good fucking opinion. And then if it goes to the council, after after putting all the goddamn hard work and homework into this, it passes. I think that's good enough, right. you know, for for a Pantheon vote. So, yeah, but then the main winner was League of Their Own? Yes. On the that's crazy. Football. Okay. Um, so our actual Golden Idols. All right. In last place with six Golden Idols. Was Bad News Bears last place? Last place was wow. Bad News Bears. I actually kind of agree. Not a, I don't know. I'd probably call it second to last. Didn't what do you What do you think? Um. Yeah. Second. Second last. Wow. Okay. I said Sandlot was the worst, and I would say Bad, Bad News Bears was second okay. out of this. But this is Tarantino, Billy Wilder approved. Right. <laughs> I I like it. It's just. What do you think? You, you think that's fair? It was my worst film. Okay, so yeah. it's close. It's close. It's, yeah. Uh, fourth place was Sandlot. It got seven. So just one more idol than Bad News okay. Bears got. Bull Durham was just one above that in third place with eight. Okay. So, so that means... So two of them were... Two of there. these came down... And those fuckers one. are perverts, I swear this, to God. <laughs> this came down to one vote. One okay. vote separated for This is the place. closest marathon we've had since... Well, True I think it compares to yeah, True versus, Grit. Versus, that was just two movies against each True Grit other. versus True yeah. Grit, man, which is the, the closest ver- yeah, versus we've ever had. One vote? One vote separated. Wow. And I it, love it. I love it. And the winner came down to Major League and A League of Their Own. Myself and Nathan gave Major League Best Picture, which gave it a tie uh-huh. with A League of Their Own until you gave the last one. And we don't League watch these movies. Yeah. Until afterwards. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, Major League had 14 Golden Idols, and the League of Their Own had 15. Wow. Like, And it, it literally made it with the last vote that you gave it. That's okay. nuts, man. So, I'm, I'm going to throw a wrench in this, okay? But the only baseball movie that matters now, okay, this isn't the wrench, okay? The only the movie that matters now is A League of Their Own. A League of Their Own. Okay, so it is the marathon winner, so does it deserve Pantheon? So, for any new listeners... All right, the Pantheon is the home for our favorite movies of all time. We need a unanimous vote tonight at this table, and then it gets kicked up to the Pantheon Council. Is a league of their own Pantheon worthy? Hold that. If it would have went major league, would you have said yes? Man, um, major league to me is like it's the best baseball comedy. I don't know if it's the best sports comedy. I might put Caddyshack or Slapshot or Dune above it. Basketball. Basketball? Basketball. Yeah, basketball. Yeah. I a lot of people basketball. asked about basketball. Yeah, it's you a basketball could... slash baseball movie. Do you guys agree that we leave that left that out? I think so. Yeah, I do, but I, 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 I want to see it in there somewhere, and I don't know where to fit it in. It's not yeah. basketball. It would have been a little bit different. It, yeah, you it's a little I mean? bit different. So, I, Do you, you guys agree that it wasn't in there, basketball? Oh, yeah. Right. I agree, too. So, yeah. Major League. 
Major League would probably just be a no for me. Okay. And I really love Major League. It, it would be a no for me because I think there's like the romance subplot I think is really thin. Dumb. I don't care about the romance subplot no. at all. Um I don't love the open. I like the message behind the opening song, but I also feel like that it's yeah, it's real. I don't know it. No, I wouldn't have said it was Pantheon. Okay, yeah, same for me. I love it. Yeah, I I don't even love it. Like I say, Major League is a great weekend film when baseball season starts up. Like it's the quintessential probably like baseball film you watch. For, for comedy. I got you. Yeah. When baseball season starts up. But after that, I don't think it is. Like, I think when you look at it, comedies, because then you got to take baseball comedies. you got to look at comedies as a whole right, for Pantheon. Right. I don't think it comes close. Like, I would say a, a, straight up, fuck, I don't give a shit about Major League when it comes to comedies in a whole. Right. You know, so now we have to talk. So Major League wouldn't have made it. Right. Okay, but and the only reason we're doing this now because usually the only one we talk about is the pan the, the fucking right. winner. Okay, so let's talk about the winner. The winner tonight by one <laughs> fucking one vote fucking idol. is a league of their own. Okay, so and we're gonna start with you, Kyle. This is your sure. marathon. It's your fucking birthday. Does League of Their Own does it make Pantheon? No, I gave best picture to Major League, and I just said it was a no to Pantheon, which makes this very strange that I think A League of Their Own is Pantheon worthy, and okay. I didn't give it Best Picture. You think it is? I do. Oh, I wow. think I think League of Their Own is so inherently unique in what it is. You don't get women's sports movies hardly at all, oh. um, let alone filmed as well as that actually is. And I do agree, the beginning and the end completely unnecessary, and it would improve the movie so much if they were gone. But even with those in there, I still think it is good enough. So let me ask you this, because I I think it's important as a video lander that I don't put rules on what you think a Pantheon right. film is. I think that's so important, uh, because at the end of the day, you know, that's that's your guilt, man. You know, sure. for me, a Pantheon film has to hit, man, like two-thirds majority of all the categories. Does that do it for you? It does. Okay. Yes. Um, I mean, it, 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 won, it only won five of my idols, but it was... Like second or third in a lot of places, um, and again, I'm go- going back to it's an incredibly unique film for what it is. Like it's it's something that like people know and it's it's popular and it is what it is. But like still, like going back and, and watching this, this is really a World War Two movie. Mm. Like it just we're just playing baseball and and the war. We're not actually seeing it, but it's there. It's very prominent. Um, I also, you know, think it's important to celebrate someone like Penny Marshall, like a woman directing this movie right. and making it a women, a, a movie about women for women. Um, and that, that, that carries, that carries some weight to me. So okay. I would say yes. Yes. Okay. Nathan? I feel like, I feel, I feel like an ass, but I mean like, not really. I don't really, I don't really think it's a Pantheon movie. I think that like, I may, it makes me feel, because I, I agree with you, I think that it's unique and I think that it. We should celebrate. We should celebrate women in film, and that's kind of been the big thing that got me into AV was coming in and defending women in film. And sure. um, that's our with kind of like Fury Road with, with it? Fury Road. Yeah. yeah, that's kind of what got me into this. And um, but you know what, man? I mean, I, I think there's a lot of unnecessary parts of this film, and I think that no. um, some of the I didn't talk about it before, but some of the accents. Uh, like Rosie O'Donnell and and uh, and May or what and, and Madonna at times, it they're not bad accents, but they just feel really like. I, I'm aware that they're putting on an accent. You know what right. I mean? Like, yeah. um, 
I, I, and I feel sappy at times. Um, I don't know, man. I feel bad. It's, it's, it's just a no. You know what I mean? No. Like it's 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 very close. But if I, that beginning and end were chopped off, would that change your opinion? It probably would. It probably would, to be honest. And part of me wants to say, you know, I mean, let's just kick it up to the council and see what everybody says. You know what I mean? But like, what you what you so but, but my, okay, that's a, that's gut. a big that's a big deal. Yeah. No, I because know right is. now we're setting that pantheon into a kick up. Would you say kick up or not a kick up? Man, I, I gotta say no. To be honest, I mean, I'm being honest, I gotta say no. I I, I don't. That's a big deal because that's a big yeah. difference. No, I, I know. I, Depending on what I it's, say, it's just right. no. I don't know. I don't know what you're gonna say. I'm just because you can block it if right I, now. If I say no, it's it blocks. <laughs> yeah. Um. I. I mean, honestly, I feel bad about it, but the, I, my gut says no. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. I'm. I'm right there with you. Like, if I look at overall sports films, I think actually, if I look at just let's just talk about Pantheon. You know, like with Pantheon for me, you know, it has to hit almost every category. You know, I. I it didn't get my best soundtrack. You know, I think Gina Davis is a little bit too Gina Davis for me. Like, it, it just comes off too precious, too sentimental. Um, I think the opening and the end is a, is a little bit too, again, sentimental. Um, I think that Tom Hanks, again, is a fantastic. I think he's great. Um, I think the story, it, it got my best screenplay. I think it's important mm-hmm. to an- acknowledge, you know, like women's sports. Uh, and again, we don't get to we don't get to acknowledge women's sports in general. We don't get to right. acknowledge too many. That's what like, feels so, bad about it. It, it feels bad, bad but man, no, when it, but... It, 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 when you look at women centric, you know, actress centric, that sucks. Right. But we're talking about pantheon, and I'm the guy. No. I'm, I'm the guy right now that says <laughs> I want more people to say no. Like I won't yeah. be offended if people say no to Prince of Egypt because I want them to. I want them to take Prince of Egypt. That's the movie I nominated. Both of you said no, and it comes down to three days to see what everybody else says. I won't be offended. I won't even be. I won't even be slightly mad because I've said no every single time this year. I want. I want it to be a special place, and right. I. I do not think I've seen the quintessential baseball comedy. I don't think I've seen the quintessential baseball film. I don't think I've seen the quintessential sports film. You know, so I think there's a there's a long way to go before we get to that. If you say yes, I mean you're saying that it belongs on a pedestal next to Star Wars. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, exactly. And it it's definitely a movie that I recommend to people. It's definitely a movie that I think people need to see. I just don't I just don't think it reaches that. Yeah. You neither, neither do I. I think it's far away. I don't want to give it the the worst thing you could do. I feel like is to give it a, a pity. Yes. You yes. know what I mean? Because yeah. because it fe- I feel like I should say it because I feel like an ad. Like that's not yeah. what pantheon. And is, that's kind know? of fair to the genre, but not fair to pantheon. Right. You know. So I have to say no, hell no. But um, I will say that it, I, it might be ten years, fifteen years before I watch it again. If I ever do. I did enjoy it, and if someone says that, hey, what's the quintessential, you know, Tom Hanks film? I might go back to little uh, to this movie just to say, hey, this is the movie that I think sparked his fucking career. That right. I think that might be the best I can say about, or you know, that hey, that it's a, it's a story that's worth telling, especially for for women, you know, sure. to get back to get into sports. I think that's phenomenal. So before we end, it, so it didn't make Pantheon. Does it doesn't doesn't get kicked up to the council? No. So let's start with you, Kyle. I want to ask a real question here. Sure. I want to talk about um, the the marathon in general. Okay, what was your opinion over all these five films? Um, 
I like all these movies. I don't love all these movies. Okay. Um, I, and w- when I put this together, I didn't expect it to be five movies that had a shot at Pantheon. And, and really, not all the times are not. And, right. they, and, and they, don't, they don't have to for every marathon. That's kind of why I wanted yeah. to do it. Because that's usually what we do, is we try to find the five best that could be Pantheon-worthy right. type movies. And this one, I was just like, I want to kick back, have a little fun, and discuss... You know, maybe some more mediocre type movies and like yeah. make it a little more challenging. Which this inspired you. You said you wanted to do like more serious yeah. baseball, baseball movies. I want to get into yeah. the big ones because like I don't have time now because we're jumping into our next marathon, which I'll announce now. But the John Wayne marathon, we're hitting five, six movies quick, quick yeah. within two or three week turnaround that are some of the top rated westerns of all time. I'm I'm saying like out of these six films, not one lowers past 95 percent i haven't seen any of these movies uh for right up there with bull durham man 10 years (laughs) 10 years bob roberts (laughs) i'm so interested to see if these hold up because it's not one or two we only had two this time right that had 95 percent 96 percent which i didn't agree with either one of those so i'm curious if the john waynes hold up i I have them all i'm ready to watch them i'm curious to see if they hold up but uh, i think this is an important marathon because it needed to happen i I thought this was a great movie this was a great marathon i enjoyed even the ones that I didn't care for, I mean, I enjoyed watching them. How many were, had you, hadn't you seen before? I hadn't seen Major League, I hadn't seen Bad News Bears, and I hadn't seen Bull Durham. Man, so, I don't think so I've seen So three out of three out of five. It's been so long that I don't. Th- I might as well say I've not seen any of them. Like literally, really? I watched when it probably came out. That's probably the that's probably the one right there. I, right. Yeah. But Bull Durham, I, I, like I said earlier in the marathon, it was probably the one that was like. You know, most anticipated to see because right. why could they be wrong? I mean, fucking yeah. everyone said it's everyone a great screenplay, and I'm just like, wow, I, I could not agree with it I, at all. So yeah, that was the only well, one I had never seen like all the way through. This so. is this is, I, and I, I've said this several times, I think, but I think it's important. This is why marathons are important because no. you, you see films that you haven't seen before, and you're critical of them, and it's you know you will come across people in your life who will look you right in the face and say like, Bull Durham is the best sports movie of all time, and you have to like. You have to know your shit, and you have to be confident in yourself, and be like, "That's retarded." Like, it's not, like that's yeah, not, it's not right. It's dude. not like, to say that they're wrong. Like, right. that's just their opinion. Like, right. Like, like, at, at the same time, where it's like, yeah, if they can back up what their claim is, then right. more power to them. But that's what yeah, no, absolutely. It's not like my opinion is the only opinion. Yeah, but, I but, mean, right. but but having that opinion but, for yourself. Um, let's go into um, ending this real quick, and let's talk about our next marathon. Okay. Okay. So if anybody wants to to watch the movies sure. that we're going to be watching. Um, we're going to be doing this in what, about three weeks? Yeah. So, so it's a real quick, quick yeah. it's a real quick turnaround for us. Um, so we're going, it, I'm very excited about this, man. Our next marathon is John Wayne. Uh, we're going to be this, doing this about a week or two before his birthday. All right. Um, we're going to be to, to watching El Dorado, The Shootist, Stagecoach, Rio Bravo, Sons of Kitty Elder, and The Man Who Shot Liberty Valance. What's crazy about this is we're tapping in not only to John Wayne, we're tapping into John Ford, mm-hmm. okay, which is a, a very just acclaimed director. We're tapping into Howard Hawks, which is um, you look at the thing, which is a Pantheon film, mm-hmm. all right. The, the original thing was directed by Howard Hawks, which you know like John Carpenter has mm-hmm. has taken you know like a, a lot of uh, just, uh, just paid homage to him. Sure, and we're looking at Dean Martin. Uh, we got two movies with Jimmy Stewart. Yeah, that's Jimmy Stewart. Man. Wow, Jimmy. St- and then we're looking at the not the beginning of John Wayne with the with the stagecoach, but we're looking at one of the the movies that made him into the spotlight. But we're also looking at the last movie 
um, with uh, the shootist where John Wayne had cancer. He's he, he actually came back from cancer a couple years before yeah. the shootist. And his last movie is about the cowboy who comes into town and he finds out from the doctor, Jimmy Stewart, that he actually has cancer. You know, so what does the cowboy do who's actually the old school cowboy that has cancer? So it's actually going to be a very interesting, you know, marathon. Rio Bravo is like one of the biggest um, movies that that inspired John Carpenter movies, you know. So it's going to be cool to break all these movies down and see what is the quintessential John Wayne. We're leaving off the searchers because we actually did that last year. So I'm curious if this, any of these John Wayne movies at 95, 96, I think five, four or five of these hold up to 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. I'm curious to see if they hold it. So Yeah, for sure. Kyle, where can they find you? They can find me on Facebook at Kyle. <laughs> just, nice. Just, just say just type in Kyle. I'll <laughs> pop up eventually somewhere. Um, movie script life everywhere else uh, on your on your Snapchats and your your Reddits and your Twitters, and your Bull Durham's, yeah, on my on my Bull Durham fan site that I got, <laughs> um, and you can find me, you know, cheering on the Cubs. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> just, Take the just, win, twenty seventeen. Just in general, I don't, they're looking pretty they're bad so far. Wow. Hey, this like, year, man, I think they're too. Like someone said, they went to the the game, the ring ceremony game, and they like came out and they threw a little bit, but they didn't actually like they're practice any, and it's dead. like. They're uh, just like they're getting too complacent, like they won, and they're just they think it's they're all to fucking them, I guess. groupies. Yeah, um, yeah ab uh, butthurtwhitepeople.com. <laughs> you got to buy that domain, or someone else is gonna get it, man. Someone I think it was the show it. just bought it. <laughs> all right, you can Fuck find us. <laughs> you can find us on adventuresinvideoland.com, but the conversation uh, begins and ends on Facebook. So check us out at Adventures in Video Land. Um, on Facebook, um, we're on Tumblr, we're on Twitter, we're all over the place. So until next time, my good people, fuck you, Jobu. <laughs> Just a bit outside. outside. Peace out. Peace out.